0: forever dog
1: oh my god can you believe it can you believe it tonight there is the best show on a Tuesday night wrap your head around this one baby it's best show time we got a live set from deer tick later in the show the topic on the table who has the worst fans? Two zero one nine eight nine zero zero one two. We got a lot of stuff to do tonight. Get in on the action. Call now. Sit back, listen, relax. And I'll tell you now, it's best show time, baby. Play the theme. Let's get to it. Yeah, it's best show time. How's everybody doing here on a Tuesday night in July of 2023. And is it hot enough for you? Yeah, it should be because the planet is dying. It's on fire. That's why it's hot enough for you. But there are nice things to say about tonight too, right? We got nice things to say. We just heard from the fall couldn't get ahead I tell you man I just read uh uh Marky e. Smith's book finally renegade something else something else how y'all doing tonight uh we start off now and we say hey hey ho ho it's time for the best show right that's the chant we do I didn't do it I'll do it next week you know it's coming The phone number, 201-989-0012. The topic is, who has the worst fans? And a lot of people thinking along the lines of music with this. You talk about whatever fans you want. Movie fans. Maybe you think Stanley Kubrick fans are the worst. Or maybe you think Golden State Warriors fans are the worst. A lot of fans i see mets fans popping up on the chats mets fans way up there yikes it's bad news losers they're all like they're like we're winning this year we're winning we're gonna win and man we're number one in new York. we own new york and then you look and they're 40 games out of the, the playoffs then like oh it's where the mets again
2: oh no gosh Next year, we're in first place. We're six and two.
1: Lakers fans, let's just start the show. Two zero one nine eight nine zero zero one two. Um, a couple things, a little business at the top of the show. The T-shirt sales, the pre-order for T-shirt sales, it ended on Friday. Thank you to everybody who ordered a shirt. We appreciate it. We're going to start shipping them out in August. And can't wait to see everybody in their shirts. And if you didn't get an order, if you didn't order a shirt yet, there will be some overstock available for purchase. It's going to be limited. So you got to keep uh keep uh sharp. Keep sharp on that When this stuff's gone, it's gone Stay tuned, we'll tell you where the overstock is Ain't gonna be much I'm telling you, ain't gonna be much overstock So, later in the show We have the band Deer Tick Came by and played a session Amazing session from an amazing band They have a new album out now It's Emotional Contracts It's out now you can stream it, you can order it. Deartickmusic.com is their site. And they're actually on tour right now. And you could check them out as they go from city to city in this fine country of ours. Uh the country westerns are opening a bunch of their show. Our friend uh Joey uh from Nashville. Dukes, everybody loves Dukes Sarah and Joey Everybody loves Dukes No dancing, they don't let you dance there It's a, a bar They don't let you dance, but I dance there I do what I want I go there, I do the frug and the hustle I do whatever I want Nobody tells me what to do, right? A cop, I saw a cop at uh, Coffee Bean today He was giving me, I looked. I looked at him uh, and He could just tell I didn't, he could just tell what I was thinking when I said, hello officer how are you today, can I pay for your coffee please
3: he knew I hated cops
1: when I started complaining about criminals and saying what a hard job he had he knew I hated cops well, he just knew it, he had to take it as, as he also took the a chocolate croissant I bought him. You have to take it. What are you gonna do, uh, pig? Yeah? You gonna eat this uh breakfast sandwich I got you too? Yeah, I thought you were gonna. That's right. Two oh one nine eight nine zero zero a one, a two.
0: AP, Mike, are you here?
1: Oh, a little slow. I don't think he's here.
4: Oh, no. Wow. Oh, no. Yeah, well, I'm screening. Right. I, did, screen- I, I, I yeah, multitask. Screening. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I was on, on a call, oh, Mike, so Mike. I mute my mic. Mike, Nobody wants jo- to hear Mike. me in the background Mike? doing my job. Mike, did I say anything? <laughs> did
1: I say anything?
4: It wasn't directed towards you. Oh, oh, oh! oh I love this. <laughs> uh,
1: this. This is what I come here for each and every week. You think uh-huh. I come to do the show for the audience? <laughs> no, nah, I come for the snipping and the sniping and the backbiting. Uh-huh. Look, you ever see these four horsemen? Nobody says that all horsemen are best pals. <laughs> it's like a great escape. You think uh, Charles Bronson was best friends with... Uh, best friends with uh, Steve McQueen. Yeah, they got a common goal, though. <laughs> but they freaking hate each other. But the uh-huh. goal trumps. The goal trumps everything. Much like the four horsemen. Pat, are you here?
5: Stop.
6: Yeah. Yeah. I like that. How are you tonight, Pat? i'm good i'm learning from the guy from storage wars who says yep dave dave great guy great guy yeah. i like your shirt you uh, uh, thank handsome. you pat that's so nice of you I, I you you noticed it's a it's like a
1: light blue right it is a light blue someone stole my black sabbath shirt
6: what no i'm kidding
1: I just decided to wear a different shirt today. Jason Gore, Jason Dudio Gore, are you here? I am here, Tom. That means it's
5: time.
7: Well, when the good Lord made his mind up, he said, This mic needs more men, four men, horsemen. And that was it.
5: Here come the horsemen.
1: The four horsemen, me, Mike, Jason, Pat, the four horsemen are here. Yeah, here comes the horsemen. Uh part of the uh the song that uh the theme song that is longer than uh tells of topographic oceans. <laughs> it is yes. 1 minute long, <laughs> long Tom. <laughs> I wasn't sure what theme to play for the show. This one, <laughs> th- this one or uh or <laughs> I was sure if I should play this one, or um something from uh brain salad surgery <laughs> in terms of uh length, no, I uh, look, I love it. it's a great theme, it's a great theme, everybody loves it, it's a great theme, so guys, where do we go? what's going on, guys? feeling good feeling good feeling great feeling great we
7: we have a new competitor tom i don't know if you know about this
1: i don't tell me about this new competitor
7: um paul mccartney will discuss some of his best known songs in his upcoming podcast mccartney a life in lyrics debuting on september 20th okay well
1: bring it on (laughs) but do you you think you top 50 lists
7: He's going to do a Gary the Squirrel Oh, yeah, good. Well, have got
1: Gary the Squirrel coming in.
6: Oh, Gary, how's it going? Oh. But honest question, do you think he knows what a podcast is? Do oh, he don't? has no way. Of idea. course he
7: does. You he, think he does? <laughs> yes, of course he does. He's, he gets He's it. Head. McCartney gets it. Do you think Ringo knows what a podcast is? Of course he does. Do you See, think Pete Best knows might. what a podcast is? I don't think McCartney knows what a podcast
1: is. You don't think Paul McCartney knows what a podcast Paul McCartney's uh, hanging out with... Uh,
7: uh, Joe Rogan?
6: Yeah. That's well, pretty exciting going on. I think uh, I think he just constantly has to get reminded of it. Like, uh, like <laughs> you mean people get this on the phones then? Yeah. Like I think he's just constantly yeah. reminded of it. Yeah. I'm going on
1: something called Podcast The Ride. Very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> As of October 14th, I will no longer be appearing on Podcast The Ride. Peace and love. <laughs>
4: I think it's going to be like a victory lap for him. You think so? Yeah, I mean, the guests are going to come on and just, like, lay on uh, the, yeah, the, uh, mic. The,
7: you're,
1: the praise. I, yeah, I think you're <laughs> So what is it? Is He's going through his 50 best things or now he's
7: going through all of his uh, songs. So, okay, so it's a season one of the series. Mm-hmm will feature several Beatles classics like Eleanor Rigby, Back in the USSR, Let It Be, and Penny Lane. It's the
1: most boring podcast I ever heard about in history. <laughs> so he's going to be on this thing, and who's he going to get on? Uh, Billy I Joel think it's talking him.
7: all just him. It's got to be other people. He said it was like going back to an old Snapshot album, looking back on work I haven't thought much about for quite a few years. It's going to get other people.
1: There's no way he talks solo.
7: <laughs> it's him and a guy named Paul Muldoon, but there's no other... Uh, Another an, I don't think palm? there's any of the, yes. I, I'm confusing, yes, right. I know. well, well
4: that's Yeah, a... that's more focused. I mean, yeah, I I didn't know that detail. Yeah. But um but what do you know. could, could be interesting.
1: You can listen to this thing. Yeah, it could be. It also could uh give out free candy bars. But
4: But it won't
7: He's saying (laughs) it's it's like going back and thinking On stuff he hasn't thought about for a few years Dude this dude talks about Eleanor Rigby any chance he gets This dude has answered any
1: question You could have for Paul McCartney Any question He has answered 6,000 times already (laughs)
4: I hope he does an episode about Firehouse. Is that the name of that band? The Fireman. The Fireman. Oh, the Fireman. Yeah.
1: What I would like to ask him, first of all, what I'd ask him, I would only talk about the album Wildlife. It's the only album I would talk about. I'd just say, Paul, when you were doing the song Bip Blop, what was that song? I talk about that and Maxwell Silver Hammer, how it's the worst Beatles song. Paul, get me on for Maxwell Silverhammer. Okay, it's a pretty exciting show. We got the guy who did a, 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 It Never Ends. It's best show. you talking about Maxwell Silverhammer. And, and by the way, my Paul McCartney impression. <laughs> that's me. That's not Paul McCartney.
6: <laughs> Wait, what? Here, I was, here, yeah, I was it. I know it's mind mine.
1: I would just say, yeah, I want to talk about uh, Maxwell Silverhammer. It sucked. It's a terrible song, Paul. What are you thinking? What are you thinking with that one?
7: Well, this isn't the first time he's done something like this, because in 95, he did that radio show, Mm -hmm. Ubu Jubu.
1: Ubu Jubu. Can I get a refund on a radio show? Is that possible? (laughs) I'd like to get my money back on something that was over the air.
4: I missed out on that one. Mike, you didn't miss out on nothing.
1: (laughs) Now, tonight's topic, we're talking about the people... Who has the worst fans? And I want this to cast a wide net. I want to talk about. We could talk. I know people want to talk about bands, and I want to talk about a specific music artist who I saw this past week. And boy oh boy oh boy, these fans <laughs> are uh-huh. the worst.
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that recap. We'll get ready, Mike. Uh huh. Now, I I think the worst fans for me are the ones who are talking too much. You know, who don't. When when the, oh, when the music like comes that. on,
1: you don't like that. <laughs> well, you, know. you should not have been at the Greek <laughs> seeing Neil Young.
4: <laughs> well, I've run into that a few times myself. I mean, uh, I mean, I've re- I told the story about the guy who was smoking on the on the floor at the MetLife stadium at a Springsteen. Yeah. When you were ready show. to
1: throw down.
4: <laughs> yeah. I was ready to throw down. Mike
1: was ready to throw down. Mike, Mike, if my, if that went the wrong way, Mike's face would be up at every Springsteen show at the gate. Do not let this guy in.
4: <laughs> but I had a, I had a really bad experience with a, mostly because they were drunk. Of course it was. Uh, I went to see Merle Haggard at tramps. Mm-hmm. And I was relatively close, but mm-hmm. I was I was in with a bad group of drunks. That okay. sounds like a small venue for him back in, yeah. in those days. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I forget what exactly year it was, but this was a while ago.
1: That's interesting. And, um, I actually saw the Tramps play at Merle Haggard's house. <laughs> 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 they did the Disco Inferno. It was pretty but exciting. These, these
4: people were so <laughs> bad. I was like, uh, uh, am I, I, I going to be in the middle of a fight? Because people were getting ticked off.
1: Look, usually if you guys, Mike, if you get into a thing with these country people, you know what you do (laughs) to get out of these country music fans? You hold up your hand, Uh your fingers out, you hold up your second hand, you go, how many am I holding up? That Uh buys you a good five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) I'll keep that in mind. Because they team up and they're like, one, two, what comes after four? (laughs) 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 I love country music. And I just say that as a lover of this new Jason Aldean song is the best song of the year.
4: (laughs) And then there's the singing problem. When you, when you, when you're surrounded by people just blasting it in your ear. Yep. And uh, I had a bad Springsteen experience with a guy. He's going to sing along to point blank. Point blank, a quiet right into my piano song. Point blank. (laughs) Shut (laughs) the (laughs) rock. Full throttle, he's going. And I did ask him to uh, keep it down.
1: Yeah. It's one thing if you're singing along to Hey Jude or Born to Run. Right. But I'm going to the Springsteen show. I have some guy screaming 57 channels in my face.
4: (laughs) Uh And he opens with that. We get it. You're the best fan.
1: Yeah, we get it. You know the lyrics to Point Blank, (laughs) which only appeared on an album that sold 3 million copies. (laughs) was Not it chris
6: a, christie <laughs> oh I man chris christie. christie i
1: see chris christie one of these springsteen shows he might as well just follow <laughs> springsteen around now he's out for i'm looking for a miracle i'm looking for a miracle
7: i don't like springsteen fans okay. i'll say that just from going to a lot of springsteen shows i don't like them sure I what don't... about them don't you like what about th- them? they're just they're too rabid like lo- like something else you can love Springsteen, but you know, don't let it do, like I I'm not a fan of people that like let things overtake them. Like Star Wars or Disney. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Sure. No. Or Metallica. Or both. I know what you mean. And
1: I feel this way about like Star Wars fans, um, one oh eight point nine the Hawk fans. They're just Oh, too that was much. They're, they're the worst. No, they're just too much. Egg <laughs> food what fans. <laughs> So, uh, look, we'll talk more about this as the show goes on Horseman, stand, oh, stand down and stand by
7: I had to look up the
1: Jason Aldean song and I, I want to play kinda... this Jason Aldean song later What's it called, Jason?
7: It is called uh, Try That in a Small Town
1: Yeah, which is basically saying We kill people that don't uh, fit in here God, Try that in a small town <laughs> Yeah, you know what I want to do this guy? I want to go to that small town this guy owns a club in nashville i want to go to that club like i don't want to say what i'm going to do i would just do
7: s on the floor let's just say what would you just like s on the floor no what am i a dog <laughs> <laughs> that's no. the first thing that popped in my head and i'm like no. i would do it
1: i'd go there let's just say let's just say some uh the, it might uh i'd steal the liquid
7: soap though no. Hey, man, do y- y'all know what happened to the liquid smoke?
1: Hey, man, the there's jug? no more liquid soap in the bathroom. <laughs> it's the third night in a row.
7: You just do it three nights in a row. You just yeah. keep going back.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that I love on the chat. He, yeah, He's Jason Aldean from that small town, Macon, <laughs> Georgia. <laughs> you know that tiny backwater. Making Georgia, hundred fifty thousand people live there. Hey man, try did he even write this song? I man, mean, you know, half these country songs name. are written
4: by other people.
1: You think he could write his name?
4: <laughs> well, that's what I'm J-A- saying. Did he? Did he even write the song?
1: Jason Aldean. That's what it says on the paper. I remember this movie where Dennis Weaver played a truck driver who couldn't read. And was driving down a road and like couldn't read the signs and couldn't make the right turn or something. Great movie. I like the good stuff. I think it's on Criterion Channel now. I think they're doing a whole Dennis Weaver series. Cause he worked with Truffaut on like six films. Truffaut Weaver. Right? Nothing? Nobody? Horseman, stand down, and stand by. <laughs> I really... okay. Let me see what's going on here on the phones. Oh, oh, by the way. Yes, thank you. We have the Patreon, the best show Patreon. Patreon.com slash the best show. This is how you support the show. You go to Patreon, you you do five bucks a month. Who
8: do you want to message? What?
1: Oh, I'm gonna To who? This iPad is about to meet the street. Oh, (laughs) you are. Why is it doing that? Who do you want to message? David Zaslav. Ooh, that was an iPad. I almost punched it. And I'm not a violent type. But sometimes I get a little Dean in me. I get a little all So, we have a Patreon. It's how you support the best show. You go to patreon.com slash thebestshow. Every Sunday, new content goes up. $5 gets you the audio. 10 bucks gets you audio and video. For all this bonus stuff, slice of life. Great thing that happened a couple weeks ago when I was away. Pat, Mike, Jason, Brett, every, everybody's on that. Make Mike Marvel goes up. That's Mike going through every Marvel movie. Um, Best Show. Bests are up there. New Ask Tom going up this Sunday. Uh, we got uh the trial of Z Man should be coming up soon. I need to reach out to Z Man to arrange this. He's been banned for 39 years on the show. This is what I'll say. Z-Man? I will allow one call to the proper best show before the trial to hash out the terms of this arrangement. One call, 201-989-0012. Get one call if we set the terms. Let's look at the chassis. Oh, I, I like the old Tom. What? New Ruben coming up soon. Also, get ready for that. I tell you, I look at this chat. I want to barf sometimes. These are supposed to be the people on my side. I like the old Tom. New Tom, I don't like so much. New Tom, what are we supposed to do? Go backwards? Some Benjamin Button? Get me a time machine, then. I'll go back. You don't want me going back. It's going to be a multiverse, and there's going to be an old me, and a new me, and a tomorrow me, and a this me. It'll be like the freaking Flash, and then you'll all be... See what you are all say then when when we get flashed up in here. I finally watched that scene in the Flash, the one that everybody was talking about. Like, oh, all the heroes come back. is the worst thing i ever saw in my life the worst it was like steve reeves was was like and then Nicolas cage as superman oh my god could this stuff be more more like self-referential to to a point like a dc fans on the list and marvel fans except for fans of the bridge from uh Ant-Man and the Wasp, Mania. The only fans I like Tavy, I get it, you like the current Tom, And I like the current Tavy I like all Tavies Let's go to the phones See what's up Okay, here we go Hello, Best Show Hey, it's Kevin Hey, Kevin, how are you? Where are you calling from, Kevin?
9: Atlanta, Georgia Ooh,
1: Aldine Country, how's that?
9: You proud? Yeah, you proud of your here. boy tonight? Uh, no, no. I, I I'm just learning about that. that. That sounds horrible.
1: He is. Look, I liked him a lot, and now I'm kind of getting off board. I got to say, I can't get this cap to go <laughs> on this thing. I bought this bottle at the Greek Theater, and it's like lining up to put the cap back on. It'd be easier to dismantle bombs than it is to put that cap back on. Oh, don't worry. It costs $38 for that bottle of water there, though. I'm trying to reuse it. (laughs) I'm trying to save the planet, guys. So what's up, Kevin?
9: Hey, so, uh, Worst Fans. Yes. I, uh, I have some, uh, I have one musical artist and a couple of, uh, um, writers uh, you want to stick to music or uh, 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 Kevin you... Kevin anything did I didn't say
1: music I didn't say movies worst fans what do you got
9: okay number one would be for me Ayn Rand
1: Ayn Rand fans because they are well I mean over the age monsters. of
9: 18 yeah <laughs> Well, over the age of 18 you should know better.
1: You should realize that caring about other humans should be a general part of your existence. Precisely. Yeah. Okay, Ayn Rand.
9: Yeah. Anything else? You want
1: another one? Oh, yeah, yeah. Ooh, um
9: ooh. okay, all right. Uh, all, right. all right. Uh this would be gentlemen over the age of 60 that are still obsessed with Ernest Hemingway.
1: Ah, so you're going the other way. So you have different markers for literature. Yeah. And why is that? Because they, cause they're cause they, macho and they are caught up too much thinking about
9: Papa Hemingway? Yeah, yeah. It just, I mean, a these ton- are the guys that, that, that that look like him and go down to Key West all the time and, mm-hmm. and just, like, come on.
1: If I had a time machine, I'd go back. I'd fight Papa Hemingway. <laughs> I would. And you know I'd say to him? Papa, I love it when they call you Big Papa. <laughs> and he'd say, what's that? i go, I love it when they call me Big Pop. Well, and then I'd smash him in the face with a notorious B I G C D <laughs> And then you know he would say, What is this object? Some sort of shiny reflective disc. Give me a drink. Give me a drink. And I, you know, I'd say, Yeah, okay, here's a drink. I'd push him in the lake. Yeah. I'd push him in, I'd say, Yeah, it's time for the old That's man to good. meet the sea. And I'd shove him in the ocean. Right? Yeah. Like, I read one of his books uh, recently, like, a, not recently, like a, you know, a few years ago. Was it For Whom the Bell Tolls? Is that him? Yeah. Two stars. Uh, what else have we got? <laughs> Put that on Goodreads. You know, like that, Mike? Um, anything else, Kevin? Well, uh, just to cl- oh, I did it too fast. Sorry, you're too quiet. Sorry, bro. All right, bro.
0: Hello, best show.
1: Hi, Tom. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. To whom am I speaking?
10: This is Mike in Minneapolis.
1: Oh, this is the Mike from Minneapolis, not uh, not uh, the giggler, not the giggler. Joey chuckles. Mikey Chuckles. <laughs> what did we say his name was now? Something about Chuck Klosterman. He has to call in as Chuck Klosterman now. And has anybody found me that clip of Chuck Klosterman saying Durf over and over again from that one audio book of his name? He had a friend named Durf. Chuck, I love you. Should change that friend's name for the audio book. Durf. What do you got, Mike?
10: I was going to nominate Fish with a pH fan. Now, why is this?
1: Why would you say Fish have terrible fans? Well, this is what I would say say because I think Fish have terrible music. I like everything about the band Fish, except for the sounds that their instruments make. They take care of their fans. They do weekend things, a whole festival. They got their own radio station going, surprise shows. They go, they cover Loaded, Velvet. You go see Fish. Suddenly they do a whole cover of Velvet Underground. album Loaded. I like that. Except I don't like their music. It's like the Grateful Dead crossed with, like, literally, barbershop quartets. They actually do barbershop <laughs> quartet stuff on stage. But what about the fans? Why why are the fans what what about the fans drives you nuts?
10: Uh, it's the fact that they are evangelical true believers mm-hmm. who can only access life through the lens
1: of their favorite band. I, I see what you're saying. You say once they sign up for fish, they can't take in nothing else. Right, drives you,
10: and they simultaneously have a victimhood complex because they know people don't like them, and they know that their band is never going to transcend its genre or be as good as, say, like the Grateful Dead or something. I don't know if that's that much of a deal with them.
1: I think they're pretty (laughs) happy. I think these fish fans are pretty
10: happy. But if you if you push back on them in the least bit,
9: Mm -hmm. they.
10: You know, I mean, you were on the, you know, Analyze Fish podcast. I mean, Harris was so desperate <laughs> to get people to like yeah, his favorite Yeah, the late, band. great
1: Harris. I will say this. Many people talk about the podcast Analyze Fish as being one of the all-time best. And I agree. It was one of the all-time best podcasts. The late, great Harris Whittles talking about the band Fish trying to convert fans, coerce people into liking it. I did an episode that many think is, or know, is the best episode of Analyzed Fish. Am I going to argue with it? No, it's the best one. Harris, I got along with Harris, and uh, I, I, I love music, and he wanted to win me over, because Harris loved the best show so much. I met Harris when he wrote on the Sarah Silverman show. We were shooting on the Paramount lot, and Sarah Silverman said to me, there's a Guy who works on the show He'd love to meet you I met this young guy Harris Whittles Sweetheart Then I figured, then I learned who he was Super funny Loved him to death Greatest guy uh, Just so funny was Such a true sweetheart And then Yeah, and then I went on Analyzed Fish And it was so much fun because he was really trying to get me to like fishing. And he'd be like, you like the who check this song out." 14 minutes. He literally said at one point, 14 minutes in this song starts to sound like the who. Well, if I listen to a who song, it sounds like the who from the first second. Why should I pick anything that takes 14 minutes to sound like something I'd like? yeah I loved him harris uh what a uh, what a sad thing, but I'm so glad I got to do that podcast the best episode of his uh of his show
10: undeniable you might be the best thing about fish
1: oh that's the sweetest thing you ever said uh Mike from minneapolis <laughs> well, my friend, the time has come
10: can I add one more can i of course can what is it what do you got? the fact that they are a plague on other fandoms as if they, if they decide that they like another band, they just descend on it like locusts and pick its corpse clean, and then move on.
1: Like what? Like how, how's that happening?
10: Well, they're currently doing it to the King Gizzard fan base they have they've have fully moved into the King Gizzard world. So you mean these
1: jam band and, fans uh, slide over and they say let's take we want a new band to get obsessed with and 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 uh we we make we anoint them to be our next band that we focus on. Right? Yeah, I never got into No King Gizzard. I liked everything I heard. I can't, it's surprising to me that that's a super jam band kind of band, though. But I know it is. They play big places. I was just like, yeah, there's some Australian band. And suddenly they're playing huge places.
10: I say God bless them. Yeah, I initially wrote them off as like an O.C.'s kind of rip-off, but I think they've they've gone beyond that. You like the O.C.'s? I love the O.C.'s.
1: Mike from Minneapolis. Yeah. Stay tuned to the best show, baby. Thanks for calling. All right. Let's see what else we got here. We got some hot phones. Hot phones tonight on the best show. Hello, best show. What up,
12: Tom Wade in Swadebridge here. How's it going? Good, good. Who is this now?
2: Wade.
12: In Wade. Bridge. Wade in
1: yes.
2: w- which bridge are you in? Wade. Swadebridge. You've never been here.
1: In Swadebridge. Yes, I have. I've been through Swadebridge. I've never stopped though.
2: Suede bridge, like the like the footwear. Oh,
1: because okay, because there's a Swede bridge also, which is like a little Sweden kind of oh. thing. But Swade Bridge.
12: Oh, I've never been there. What is that like? Have you been there?
1: Is it is it snowy all the time? It isn't. It there is snow. I I've only driven driven through it. I have never okay. been to Swade Bridge though.
2: It's pretty cool. You know, it's it's a happening place. We got a coffee shop now. It's pretty mm.
1: nice. That's. Pretty sweet. I thought you were going to say it was Suede Bridge like the band Suede.
12: Well, uh, we do actually have Suede Days here every every uh, August. You too? We do, yeah. Bernard Butler uh, <laughs> has been here a couple times. Okay, yeah, very yep. cool. And, uh, and um, we have a display on a permanent display. Um, I, I don't know if you knew this, but Brett Anderson... Uh, in the early days of suede, he would wear, uh, these old ratty van shoes. Remember vans, you know, the skateboard shoes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He, he would wear a pair. He'd wear a pair uh, like, like a, for a long time he wore a pair or same pair or something. Is that what you're saying?
2: Yeah.
12: Yeah. the, The same pair. He would wear them for months and months and months and he wouldn't go on stage without them. And, uh, we were fortunate that he sent the, the vans over and they're on permanent display in, in the in the, uh, Suede Bridge Courthouse.
1: That's very cool, Wade.
12: Yeah. yeah. Um, hey, I, I wanted to weigh in on the topic, if that's cool.
1: Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The worst fans.
12: We're talking wor- worst fans. All right. So uh, I think it was 1988. I saw Kiss on the Crazy Nights tour. Uh-huh and the opener was an R&B musician
1: named Ted Nugent Wait, an R&B musician
12: named Ted Nugent? Hey, that's how he
2: de- that's how he describes his music.
1: You know, he do- he does talk about that that guy thinks because he is from Detroit that somehow he is cuz he's from a city called Motown. Right. He thinks he's like has something in common with the music label Motown.
2: Oh yeah, well he he's also said he's black.
1: Wow, well, I have news for him. He's not.
12: I agree. I agree. Yeah. So, this leads me this yeah. leads me to yeah, we're headed. We're headed here. Yeah, so, what's that, Wade? Uh, uh, so, I see this show at the old Newbridge Arena, and um, Ted was supporting his then current album, "If You Can't Lick 'Em, Lick 'Em." Mm-hmm. Is that the one and, with the uh, the lady
1: boxer on the cover?
12: Yes, yes, yes. He's all oiled up, and of course, who could forget the first single from "If You Can't Lick 'Em, Lick 'Em"?
1: Uh, I I don't know what it is.
12: Oh, it was called The Harder They Come, The Harder I Get.
1: Why? God. Oh, Ted.
12: How much of that did you have to bleep? I heard a mess and <laughs> uh,
1: I bleeped. I'm still bleeping it. I still might be bleeping oh, no. it, Wade.
2: Wait, I stopped uh, bleeping it. I stopped
1: right. bleeping
12: it.
2: Uh, uh, okay. So, um...
12: At that show, there was this guy who I could only describe as a biker mutant. Um, okay. Do you do you happen to recall the Lisa Jane Persky vehicle, uh, Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park? <laughs> yes, I would
1: describe it more as a Kiss vehicle, but maybe not a Lisa Jane Persky vehicle, but that's fair.
12: Yeah, they're in it too.
1: <laughs> kiss, Yes, Kiss R and Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. <laughs>
12: yeah yeah um so um this guy in the crowd looks just like the leader of the gang she was in I- in the movie chopper remember chopper
1: from the movie i don't yeah. i don't i don't i haven't seen it in a long time oh my
12: god okay okay well lisa's I- iconic line about chopper was uh, chopper
2: don't like that so
12: um, mm-hmm. anyway so okay so um Just before Ted Nugent goes on, this mutant guy, he's parading around the arena with a giant piece of poster board that says, Hey, Ted, play Strangehold.
1: Which is a spelling mistake because he has a song, Stranglehold.
12: He misspelled Stranglehold on the sign that he brought them home. Hey, Ted
1: play strange hold
12: yes so he he is walking up and down every aisle on the floor making sure everyone sees it mm-hmm. and everyone's just kind of like oh yeah yeah and, and uh-huh. no one really says anything and then um a, a few songs into ted set everyone's watching as the mutant guy walks right down the center aisle and gets in front of Ted, and he holds the sign in Ted's face, and we're all just waiting for what mm-hmm. Ted's going to do when he sees the selling. <laughs> yeah. And uh-huh. to, to his credit, Ted looks at the sign, shakes his head like he's just eaten something weird, and, and you can hear him go,
5: what?
1: <laughs> That's the best thing. And the guy, kind
2: of and the guy <laughs> it, did what? He... It is, yeah. The guy kind of slinks off, and uh-huh. I didn't see him again until the until
12: maybe the last of Kiss's songs. I look over, and he's standing on a pile of folding chairs, stomping it. Uh,
1: and do you think the music of Kiss was inspiring him to do that, or was it anger over the misspelled sign?
12: I think underneath it all was anger about the misspelled sign. I yeah.
1: Hey, hey, Ted!
12: Did. Play yeah, "Strangehold." Stom- play "Strangehold."
1: Yeah. Do you remember what song uh, Kiss were playing when he was stomping the chairs?
12: It was probably by that point. It was probably uh, shouted out loud. You sure, know, got to have a party.
5: Yeah,
12: my motto.
1: Yeah, I mean, one of the things I like about a Kiss concert is that Paul Stanley will go backstage and he'll ask people, "What's the local drink here?" In this town, right? And they'll say, "Oh, like vodka and orange juice." And then right. he goes on stage and he says, "I know you guys here in this city like to drink vodka and orange juice." But then he, he does the research. I mean, he, he does the research, and then he says that because the people like to take a taste of alcohol, and yeah. then sometimes they like tequila. But he.
12: And then what happens? What What does Peter do when he says some people like tequila?
1: Doctor, credit, 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 get credit, credit, credit. Doctor, like some like, yeah, covert, it, um, light, he, yeah, lightly racist, kind of like maybe, a, like.
2: Well, no, no. It's just you know, it's it, it's a Mexican sound. You've all heard
12: Mexican <laughs> sure. sounds.
1: Huh? Yeah, he plays a Mexican sound on his drums with the when tequila is mentioned. But then, but then he says uh, a lot of people he likes when fans drink cold gin.
12: Yeah, because it tastes so good.
1: Because it tastes so good. I mean,
2: well, I mean,
12: what would you rather do after playing uh, ninety minutes of of soccer? You'd want something cool and refreshing,
1: and and flavorful.
12: Flavorful, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: Like, mmm, this is really tasty cold gin.
12: It's best
1: cold. I tried it warm, and I don't like it as much. I don't like warm
2: gin. Yeah, no, no, no.
1: Those are the moments no, when, no, you, yeah, when you say to yourself, "I don't know if anyone in oh, Kiss has ever consumed alcohol ever." I
2: don't know.
12: Um,
1: I don't know, but no, that it, is,
12: not my...
1: Wade. I appreciate that story about seeing Ted Nugent live. That's very
12: funny. Thank you. Um, hey, look, I, I, I wanna say this, uh, to to get serious. I, I know it's a tough time for you and all the writers out there, and I just want you to know that I send my support to you and, and everybody on the on the picket line there.
1: Thank you. Thank you, Wade. I appreciate that.
12: Yeah. Um, I did want to ask this though. Is it true that the WGA asked you not to be out on the picket line?
1: Asked who? You. me oh me specifically no yeah, no that's yeah. that is not true
2: oh
12: i read i read something like a, a blurb in um priority uh about it I, d- I don't have it handy but um i i just assumed it was because you know because of this shows you wrote for sorry well you know i'm looking at your your imdb right now and it's it looks like you've been involved in some frankly, some pretty offensive shows for the Shout Network over the years.
1: Okay, I wanna see where this goes.
12: Well, okay, I'll pull up here. Uh oh my god, there was that awful sitcom called um Wait, who am I here? That was uh, it, it starred Jim J. Bullock and it was it was spun off from that horror film The Stepfather. Oh, my God. Awful.
0: Mm-hmm.
12: There was that. There's, let's see, what else here? Uh, P.O. Box One, another awful sitcom. Uh, it was about Mugger, Chuck, and the gang at SST Records back in the early 80s.
5: Mm-hmm.
12: Although I will say it, it was pretty ingenious for them to cast uh, Austin's Tom Scholes as Greg Ginn pretty much a dead ringer, right?
5: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
12: You know, Scuttlebutt from the set that I I read over the years was that um, Tom Schultz was a pretty terrible actor, and he he couldn't remember his lines. So whenever he was on screen with dialogue, um, he was always engrossed in a copy of that fanzine Flipside. Remember Flipside?
1: I do. I do remember Flipside.
12: Yeah. Yeah, it was like a West Coast punk zine.
1: Yeah, a lot of coverage of... Yeah. Sandy Duncan's Eye.
12: Sandy Duncan's eye, entropy, uh, uh detox, of course, um, anus the menace, what? Um so so he's um he's always engrossed in a copy of Flipside, and his lines were written in the magazine, so he would never look at the person he was speaking to while they were doing the scene, so like it he, his face was just engrossed in the magazine because he was reading his lines it was like paul metzler's speech in election okay yeah Yeah. um what other shows oh this was terrible i can't believe you were involved in this the trump trampoline
1: the trump trampoline
0: oh don't pretend you don't know what it was
1: Okay.
12: Well, it, it was a reality show where, where contestants compete to see who can bounce the highest on a trampoline made out of uh, a pair of President Trump's giant blue dress pants. It didn't last long. Mm-hmm. It should have been called the trampoline.
1: It should have been I mean, called the trampoline. Those pants are very loose and very baggy.
12: Very loose, very baggy. Sometimes you wonder like, does he have food up in there?
1: It's like if you've ever gone to get a suit and they first just put the suit on you, then they have to take it for alterations. It's like he just said, No, nah, I'm good, and he walked out with yeah. with the very loose suit so before they before they made any adjustments to it.
12: No, no adjustments. That they didn't really do anything to it. Um, oh, wait! Oh, my God, Tom, I'm sorry. This is the IMDb for Tim Sharpling.
1: Yes, I was waiting for...
12: Oh, yeah. okay. Sorry. Well, are, are you related to him? No. Oh, thank God. It looks like he's in jail right now for murder. Oh, my God.
0: Really?
1: Well, now... Um... Yeah. Yeah, I uh, look. I don't know if I'm. I, I as far as I know, I'm not related to the guy.
12: Says here, says he he came unhinged and exsanguinated his landlord in 2019. Oh my goodness,
1: oh, that's, that's brutal. Bad. Exsanguination is no yeah. joke.
12: It, it really isn't. It no. really isn't. And it it needs to be better better understood.
1: Yeah, I mean. I wouldn't say it's impress. it's really a commitment though. It's not impressive. It's gross. It's imp-
2: I think it's impressive
12: to the person who does it. Well, it.
1: oh no, I'm saying it's like of all the ways to murder somebody, you're really taking a making a real commitment there. True.
9: True. it's a,
0: it's
12: a slow one. Yeah. Um Hey, while well, I have you here, um, do you have any ins at Law and Order?
1: Do I have any ins at Law and Order, the TV show Law and Order?
12: Yeah, yeah, or like any of the spinoffs, SUV, or you know whatever they are, any of those ones?
1: I don't. I don't.
12: Ah, uh, all right, because I I think I'd be really great on it. I really do.
1: You think you would be great at what as a performer as an actor?
12: Oh yeah. I'm not talking to anything huge, but you know, one of the people, the detectives interview to find the criminal, you know what I mean?
1: Okay. Like you'd be.
12: Well, like, I don't know, just off the top of my head, I'm, uh-huh. let's say I'm running the New York ma- marathon
5: uh-huh.
12: and I don't know, Lenny or Mariska Haggerty, they come on to the course I'm running on and they start interrogating me. About a murder suspect who was on my running team, something like that,
1: yeah, so you think you could play a part like that?
12: Oh yeah I think
1: something like, um... okay well i'm I'm not sure what I'm hearing here um i'm I...
2: Todd, sure, I knew him. good running companion, a very low b m i Rarely cardio carbo loaded before a, a run great right at Bartlett's
12: What's you in trouble? And then Mariska Hargate says his uh his wife's body was just pulled out of the Hudson and it, and then I stop cold and I say Oh man. I know Todd knew she was doing the unskinny bop with her law partner, but I sure didn't think it was gonna end like this. Something
1: like that. That sound. What is the sound going on here? How is that happening? I don't know. You tell me. You tell me. Well, that was. uh, I gotta say this, Wade. I've heard worse Um, acting than that.
2: See, I'm pretty good.
1: I I gotta say, you're not bad.
12: Yeah. 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 I think yeah, they always talk about the walk and talk on that show. I'm gonna do the run and, and talk.
1: So you'll always be running?
12: Yeah, yeah. I mean if if I can get recurring roles, yes, absolutely. But yes. always
1: as a I'll runner. My
12: Could be. I talked to my agent Kim Dennis about it. Mm-hmm. She's great. Um Hey, speaking of T V programs. Yeah, what's what's that, uh, Wade? A few weeks ago, a delightful caller was talking about what he called cross-pollination on hit TV shows back in the day.
1: I do remember that, yes.
12: Yeah, you barely let him speak, but he was fascinating.
1: I more than barely let him speak. But that's neither here nor Um, there.
12: Okay. But, you know, it it reminded me of this really weird cross poll where the entire Mama's Family cast appeared on Hill Street Blues. Do you remember this?
1: Wait, the cast of Mama's Family, which was a a sitcom based off of uh, a skit from the Carol Burnett show. They were on Hill Street Blues, the the gritty cop show.
12: Yes, yeah. So it, it must have been late 80s, and... If you recall, Mama's Family was was what you said. It was a sitcom about this family, the the Harpers, and they're these Hicks from Missouri, and they have all these dumb misadventures. And so, basically, that show was really dropping in popularity, um, and NBC was willing to try anything to get some traction for it. Okay. So they they thought it would be a good idea to have Vicky Lawrence and Harvey Corman and the rest of the cast appear on a show that was doing well in hopes that they would find a new audience and so that's what they did and the problem was there was no humor whatsoever in this episode
1: of hill street blues
2: yes yeah
1: so they suddenly the cast or what happened was the cast of mama's family suddenly having to be dramatic
12: yeah, yeah. So basically, this episode of of Hill Street Blues, the um the Harpers come to the big city, and they're there for a day or two, having a good time, and then at the first night, they get robbed at gunpoint, all of them. Like, it's super scary.
1: Okay, well, that's that's a lot more intense than you'd expect
7: for them.
12: Yeah. Um, like I said, it, it aired once uh, because Ed, the character played by Harvey Corman, finds out who robs them. And goes to the robber's apartment to confront him. And the robber stabs him in the face with a steak knife.
1: Oh, my God. That's terrible.
12: And they showed all of it. They showed all of it. Yeah, they brought Trent L. Strauss in just to direct that scene.
1: <laughs> well, that's that's shockingly gruesome.
12: Yeah, yeah. And it, it ends, the episode, oh my god, it's so sad. Um, it ends with P. Lawrence as mama, you know, her her support hose, you know, is really starting to crinkle. You know, yeah. And stuff. and, uh, and uh, she's in hysterics and she's on the floor, like in a fetal position, bawling next to Ed's mutilated face. And she's screaming, wah,
2: it wah. It's so
12: sad
1: that's a lot more intense and, and dramatic than I would ever think would come from anything associated with mama's family.
12: I know it's true. Yeah. And so it's one for the books, I guess. Um, hey, you know what's interesting about Vicky Lawrence?
1: Yeah. What's that Wade?
12: Besides her being a, a brilliant comic, she also scored a number one hit single in 1973,
1: you know that? I, I did know that.
12: you know what the song was? I do. Can you sing just the title? Please sing it, please.
1: You want me to sing the title? You're sure? Okay. That's the night that the lights went down in Georgia.
12: Um, it kills me to say this, but it's the lights went out in Georgia. Otherwise, A+. Plus.
1: Wait, you're right. That's a night that the lights went out in Georgia. That's a night that they killed an innocent man.
12: Tom, I think it hung an innocent man.
1: That's a night that they it's hung. Killed, I don't
12: know. What's that? The original line, I think was electrocuted in the electric chair, uh, an innocent man. But I don't, that's not in too any NBA version NBA I've heard. No, I think it I think they realized it was too uh it had too many syllables. Yeah. That's wild. But she did Yeah, she didn't have a headache about as far as I know, but she is not the only TV actor to have a number one single, Tom. Who else? Yes. I think you'll know I think you'll know one of these two. Okay, give me give me a hint. All right, one was on a uh hour-long uh kind of like Car chasey dr- dramatic, uh, hip show, probably
1: like '77. Uh, Starsky and Hutch, yes. And who was it again, David Soul?
2: David- yes, good one. So, you're not stupid. I didn't think I was
1: stupid. Why are you saying it like oh, no. it's understood and that you're trying to convince me otherwise?
12: I just assume maybe you peek at those message boards. I don't know.
1: What message board? Oh, I didn't need to know about that.
12: Oh, wait. Well, nothing. Would... Nothing. Okay. No, there's not There's not a message board called The Worst Show with Tom Sharpling, so don't worry. I don't appreciate that.
1: And what, what so, was the name yeah, of the David, David Saul Paul, song? Wh-
12: It was called Don't Give Up On Us, Baby. That's right, yeah. Something. Yeah. And Mm. the other one was it well, actually two people, a mother and her stepson.
1: Um You're we're gonna say David Cassidy and Shirley Jones, the Partridge family. Yes. I think I love you. But what am I so afraid yeah. of? Right?
12: Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back in the days when you know, the people that his stepmother hung out with didn't drink any water, no one drank water back then.
1: What? 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 Do you, what? Do you,
12: hard alcohol?
1: Just hard alcohol then.
12: Like, yeah, no, no one was hydrating at all. There was no water.
1: It really does seem like water was not any sort of priority back then.
2: Well I, I feel
12: like water was not a priority until the nineties.
1: Where somehow it became like we should probably be drinking this stuff uh by itself.
12: Yeah, I'm tired of my urine being orange. Uh, uh. Well this cool. that was um, some fun trivia, what? Wade.
2: Yeah, but I've got another one, another is... another layer to this. Okay, there's a there's a another one, another one. Okay, a lot of people don't know about it. What is it? Um, do you recall
12: the uh, the uh, television program NYPD Blue?
1: Yes, I do. Do you remember who starred in it? Dennis Franz.
0: Yes,
12: exactly. Yeah, t- kind of like a. Traditional New York cop-looking guy, bald, mustache—you know that that kind of thing. Kind of little chunky, right? Yeah. Yes. He had a number one single for three weeks in nineteen ninety-eight at the at the height of his of the NYPD blue stuff in in late nineties with a cover of Devo's "Whip It." I did not know that, and it was number one. Yeah, it, it, it only came out in Austria, but it was number
1: one there. So it was the number one hit in Austria, Dennis Franz from NYPD yeah. Blue-Covered Whip It by Devo. And Yeah,
12: I never heard it, but I, I, did, I, I can assume it was like, yeah, when a, when a problem comes along, you must whip it. Yeah. If all the pieces start to fit, to fit wrong, you gotta whip it, something like that. Yeah, you
1: can picture him just being like, yeah, whip it.
12: Yeah. So. That's a little interesting, one, right?
1: That's that's one I didn't know. You got me on that one.
12: No, yeah. you know I'm a songwriter myself.
1: Oh, I, I didn't know that, Wade.
12: Yeah, yeah. I'm um, I'm working on an interesting power pop meets soft punk tune uh, right now in my little studio here. Um, I, I don't want to, you know, tell you too much of it, but uh, uh, could the go chorus on. is um, tell us a little bit. Can I Sing the chorus. Oh yeah, well, I'd
2: sure. love okay. to hear. Well, the
12: chorus. Oh, well, it's kind of like you know, it's kind of like power pop, like the knack kind of thing. And uh,
2: she was a full-on cutie, a stone cold beauty, but I just
12: could not get hard. Oh God. I what? mean, I know, I know that's pretty con- controversial lyrically, but the the album I'm doing is kind of a. Musical chronicle of my relationship struggles.
1: Yeah, it sounds like you might have some relationship struggles. There.
12: Oh yeah, the album. The album is called "Hey, That's on Me."
1: Okay. And w- um, when when, when some to... song
12: some song titles.
1: Do you? You'll I'm give not us. Gonna,
12: yeah, I, I got. I got to record a couple more songs, but but I got like a solid nine already.
1: Okay. I'd love to hear more about this. That look, that last one was a little. It, I would have thought Ted Nugent co-wrote that one with you.
12: Right. Right. Yeah. But,
1: but yeah. Uh, it, I'd it, like.
12: It, it, it's 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 a, a real thing, you know.
1: Okay. Okay. Uh, well, I'd like to hear more uh, song ideas.
12: Okay. Well, I, I have a song called "I Thought the Oil Light Meant the Car Actually Still Has Oil in It." Okay. A, a, a disastrous family trip we took to Forest Bridge a couple of years ago. Oh, my God.
1: Where someone who who thought that the oil light meant, hey, there's still oil in this car.
12: Somebody did, I guess.
1: Yeah, was it you? Yeah, it
0: was me.
12: Um, what else is on here? phone uh, called, um, wait, did I not pay the electric bill?
5: Okay,
3: it's a little.
12: <laughs> there's a song called a
3: uh, "Little Bleak." Song
12: called three, three, Yeah, song called Three Kinds of Shard." Th- at least three kinds of. of is it shard or shard? I still don't know.
1: I've heard it both ways.
12: Uh, there's another song called "I Thought You Picked Him Up from Soccer Practice."
1: Oh, that's really depressing.
12: Yeah. Well, we do get to this one.
0: Ready?
1: Oh, I'm ready, Wade.
12: Called re- reading in the other room on our anniversary.
2: Oh, it's so sad. That's so a sad, sad
1: one. Reading in the other room on our anniversary.
2: yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's That's another a... one called. Oh man, there's another one. It's so sad. It's called. Wait, that was today. Oh God,
1: Wade
12: That's at a school play. Yeah, um, and then there's one called That Doesn't Sound Like Something, I'd Say These are very bleak It's a dark album and uh, there's one called um, Just Work Friends Okay And the big power ballad is called Clothes on the Lawn You know what that's about? As
1: if they got thrown out the window onto the lawn These are very specific songs, also.
12: Well, I don't know. There's songs about a lot of people can re- can relate to, but you know.
2: Besides that, the music is super cool.
1: Okay, it's what what kind? What is it like again? Power pop.
2: Well, it's, well, there's elements of that, but I
12: would say ultimately it's a cross, it's like a perfect cross between the outfield and guar.
1: Well, I can't even imagine what that is. Especially it, a perfect combo. For- it's a perfect combination, yeah. like literally fifty-fifty.
2: Ah. So yeah, it's got like the
12: chops and stuff, uh, and the the melodic hooks of the outfield, and it's got like the, um, you know, the kind of eccentric, um, you know, aggression of of Guar. I'll go on record as saying this: Guar were great. They didn't need the outfits and I refused to see them live because I didn't want it to taint my love of the music. And it's a very unpopular take.
1: I would say that's beyond an unpopular pick. That's kind of a, that's, that's, that's a, an extremely insane take. Well, you know, so you just think their song <laughs> their that the craftsmanship of the music you didn't want just gimmicks to compromise. To oh, com- yeah. Okay.
12: Well, that's. that's yeah. No, I, well, yeah. I mean, I, I uh, you know, love it or leave it. Love me or leave me. Right?
1: Sure. I don't know. I I can only say yes to that.
12: Hey, speaking of, of outrageous visual presentation.
1: Yeah.
12: Yeah. I saw the wildest band the other night at Los Angeles. Who was that? Well, actually there there were two great bands. The first band was called Reefer Madness. Okay. And Tom, I know this will sound awful when I say it, but they were really good.
1: And they were called... Okay. What were they called? Reefer Madness?
12: Yes. So they only... Did songs by the band Madness, the ska band yeah, But all the All the lyrics were cannabis related
1: So they Changed the lyrics to songs By the pop Ska band Madness
12: Yes
1: To have everything be about Weed
12: Yes, yeah
1: Like do you you remember any titles?
12: Name me a couple Madness songs
1: uh, Our house.
12: They had a song called "Our Pipe."
1: Okay. House of Fun.
12: House of Weed.
1: One step beyond.
12: One step beyond my bong.
1: Um, baggy trousers.
12: Dime baggy trousers.
1: Hey, what? Dime baggy trousers? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wings of a dove. Um, uh,
2: weed of a Dove.
1: Okay.
12: Wow. Remember that song they had called It's Only Love. That, that was a pretty big hit. It's Only Love. Remember yeah. That?
1: Yeah.
12: Um, it was It's Only Weed.
1: Yeah. That one might not be their most innovative moment.
12: Yeah. Um. So, and Tom, honestly, it, it, the concept was pretty tiresome after about <laughs> 15 minutes. How long did they you know? play? 80. Uh, Long. Way too much
1: for yeah. something. But like, the
12: headliner yeah. was amazing.
1: Who was the headliner?
12: And the Headliner was great. Um, well, they are one of those bands that's kind of taken over the Twin Cities lately. All the songs are related to a specific film. I think a, a caller or two recently mm-hmm. has talked about this, this phenomenon. Is that big,
1: big movement in music in the yeah. in uh, yeah. The, yeah. New, yeah. the greater Newbridge area.
12: Right. Um, well, I'll. I'm not going to say the band's name, but I'll. I'll. Uh, because it, it'll it'll give it away instantly. Uh, I'll tell you. The band was called Me Underwears.
1: Me Underwears. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I don't know what what movie they. Are they you can, serious? Yeah, I don't.
2: The Room.
1: The Room. Okay. So yeah. there's a band based on the movie The Room. Now,
12: yeah, yeah, like me. Underwears. Mike. Mike says that to Johnny. Of course, he's played by Tommy. Was so uh, when he's talking about getting his horizontal with Michelle when Lisa and her mom come in the room.
1: Okay. Me yeah. underwears
12: yeah. and everybody, everybody in the underwears dresses like a character in the movie. So the singer had this really cool long black hair like Johnny. Uh huh, and there was the, someone dressed as Lisa and Danny and Mark and Claude. Dad, it was pretty cool.
1: It sounds it sounds pretty pretty uh, like a real commitment to the to the concept.
12: Oh yeah, and musically, pretty cool, really cool, interesting.
2: Okay,
1: like what were some of the songs?
2: Well, they sounded
12: kind of like Joy Division needs Sammy era, Van Halen.
1: So it's like Van Hagar crossed with joy division.
2: Yeah. So like depressing,
12: but energetically basic.
1: I I don't even, I can't imagine what that would sound like.
2: Well, the songs were cool. Uh, I, I can probably remember a couple of them
1: what if you can scrape together any remembrances, I'd be very interested.
12: Uh, let me think. Uh uh, there was one of course called You're Tearing Me Apart, Lisa. Um, Oh Hi Mark. Um song called People Are Very Strange These Days. Uh there was a really good instrumental called The Arrest of Chris R. <laughs> and um there's one called Stop Ganging Up on Me. Okay. Uh, there's one called Everybody Betray Me. Um One called Leave Your Stupid Comments in Your Pocket. Um, There's one called The World's Longest Sex Scenes. Um, There's one called Cheap, Cheap, Cheap. Um, My my Favorite Customer. My favorite song was another instrumental. It it was called Playing Catch from Two Feet Away.
5: Mm
12: -hmm. Um, There's a really really good one called High Doggy. Uh, It's like a punk song called Down on Guerrero Street. Um, there's one called what kind of drugs and their biggest hit, uh, best song I thought was called, um, I did not hit her. I did not.
1: Okay. Wow. That's a, you remembered more than I thought you would remember.
12: Yeah. It's weird. Like once I think of something, more stuff happens.
1: Just comes flowing out. Yeah. Yeah. Like,
12: um, um, uh, who, who does, who does, uh, Who's the character in Night Shift? This is this is so and so telling Ted to shut up. Is that what it was? Is that what Hank Winkler says?
1: Uh, I don't remember any specific lines from Night Shift.
12: Billy Billy Blaze. That's that's the character's name, and in it in it Billy Blaze is talking about. I got all the these ideas coming. I mean, I can't stop them. Ah, that's kind of how it is for me.
1: So you're like the character in Night Shift, the Michael Keaton,
12: Damn.
1: movie oh, yeah. Night Shift.
12: Yeah, down to the part where I, I write the word prostitution on a blackboard and then I break it down.
1: That's cool.
12: Yeah. Um oh no. What? Oh no. What is it, Wade? Oh my god, Tom, I just got an escaped convict alert on my phone from Prison Bridge.
1: Yeah. Oh no. Oh, that, you gotta
12: watch out. Oh my god. Tom, the aforementioned Tim
2: Sharpling.
1: Yeah, yeah, the one who I'm. Yeah, uh huh. What, what about it?
2: Oh man, he must have heard me saying how bad his shows were.
1: That's right. You were getting, you were really dr- drilling his, uh his, oh, his filmography God. there.
2: You were just as bad. You I was not. I was hard. not.
1: No, I wasn't.
2: I wasn't. You come here right now and switch, switch places with me.
1: No, you. I'm no way.
2: Oh, please. Okay. Oh, my God. I see him. I see him. How did he get here so fast?
1: I, I Look, oh, no. I, I don't know. You really must have he irked him.
2: Oh, he has his exsanguination kit at the ready. Oh, my God. Why did they still make those for public purchase?
1: I don't know why. And they're not expensive either.
2: Only Physicians and and taxidermists should have access to those. I yeah.
1: think, right? No, they're up at the register at draw at uh at uh at uh Walgreens now.
2: It's like it's like it's like they wanted to be an impulse buy. <laughs>
1: yeah, like you, where you just pick up a magazine or something.
2: Yeah,
1: or a candy yeah. bar. They
2: call it end capping. Yeah, end capping. Sometimes
1: it is. Yeah, because they put it at the end of the row, and it it's just a. Like it's meant to just be something you can grab. Well, you have bigger problems, and than...
2: I don't, I don't have time for this trifle, Tom.
1: I, I'm oh, sorry, Wade. God. I don't know what to tell you. Oh
2: my god! Be He's he... getting the tube out.
1: Well, why? Oh, god, god, yeah,
2: Tom. I... Oh, I just hope I'm able to attend this super cool show at the Metro in Chicago on July 30th. Wait, <laughs>
1: okay, what is this? Tell me that. What is it again?
2: Oh, oh man, Jason Narducci and Michael Shannon. You know him; he's a, he's been in a couple films over the years. Sure, um, I do. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they're playing REM's "Murmur" in its entirety.
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> yeah. Oh my! And word on the street is that there's going to be a lot of fun surprises.
1: <laughs> well, I that I hope you stay alive in time for that show.
2: Yeah, I heard the kid from Psychotic Normans playing drums and he's using two Rack Toms, which is very rare for him and tickets are going very quickly. That (laughs) sounds like you don't want
1: to miss out. It sounds like you might miss out on that.
2: I might. I think I might because, Tom, you know what? What? Tim's lining up 30 cups for which will contain my precious blood.
1: (laughs) Oh. Uh, I wish you the best of luck, Wade
2: thank you. Oh, okay. I'm going to see if I can stay
1: alive. Please try. I want you to make it to that show.
2: All right. Bye-bye.
1: Bye-bye. Wow. Wow. How about that, huh? How about that? Who said how about that? The great Mel Allen would say. How about, is that right? Baseball? I don't like baseball. All right. Coming up in a little bit, we're going to have a set from Deer Tick. Uh. They came by and recorded, uh, played a few songs for us uh, a few days ago. Very exciting. And once again, they have an album, uh, called emotional contracts. It's out now at deer You can check that out and check out their dates on tour deer We'll hear that, uh, that amazing set in a little bit, but let's check out the phones and see what's up. Um, Actually, you know what? I want to tell you all about the Neil Young show I saw at the Greek. Now, people know the Greek from the movie Get Him to the Greek. um, And other appearances there. Neil Young announced he has not played live in years. Four years? He said, I'm coming back to do some solo shows. And in the announcement, he was crystal clear that crystal clear that these shows would consist of deep cuts. I'm going to search right now, real time, Neil Young live. And what comes up?
5: Let's see.
1: Neil Young announces tour playing songs he's never played live before. In the headline. Oh, let's find another article here. Let's see another one. Let's check news and see what comes up. He's actually playing the Roxy In uh, September Who's going to get me into that Somebody get me into that I'll give you a best show sticker If you get me into that Over at Stereo Gum Neil Young announces West Coast Tour Featuring songs he's never played live The word is out He was explicit about this He said He's going to hit the road he made sure tickets can only be resold at their original price. He said the show would be solo acoustic, and 80% of the set list would be songs he's never played live, is what he said. Told you right off the bat. Primal life. If you've got love, he said he's gonna play those. So Primal Life? You did Primal Life? What is that? On Sleeps with Angels? Eh? Is that on uh, uh Mirror Ball? I can It's one of the nineties. Oh, yeah. He told you this was not going to be a hits tour. Apparently that news did not travel to the dimwits who showed up at the Greek last Thursday. We show up at the show, get there early. It's me and the lovely Julia. Her papa and uh, my friend, Nick Thorburn frontman for islands who have an amazing album coming out, uh, in September, August or September. And they're going to be on tour September, October. We'll talk all about that with Nick very soon. We get to this show, this show, you'd think they were doing a taping of wheel of fortune at the show. When you saw how old the people were, This show, a lot of the guys looked. They were kind of wearing their cool shirts, the cool button-up shirts with the flames and cards on them. And they looked like they looked like they could be like stand-ins or stunt doubles for the CEOs that are, we are currently. Sh- uh, have forced the WGA and SAG to be on strike with. And also, congratulations to the Directors Guild. Boy, oh boy, do you all look cool right now. You really played this well, Directors Guild. What are you going to direct? There's no writers. There's no actors. Going to film cats and puppets? Doing improv? Just sitting there like a an unoperated puppet? Thumbs down, DGA. And I'm in the DGA. Shame on you. You get to the Greek. Now, this is a very nice venue. It's an outdoor venue. Goes up the hill. Nice seat. Seems like Seems like there's more or less not a bad seat in the place. Everybody's nice there. Oh, this way, that way. You want to go this way? They're all polite. I'm not going to badmouth them. We go to get some food before the show, and I thankfully brought in the paper, the pink slip for my car, because that's what it cost for three people to eat. And I don't have a car now. The Greek owns it. But I was able to get three hamburgers. In exchange for it, but I know look, Shows cost money, I know you think I don't know that Shows cost money Take our seats Opening act This guy Not, not my style He was playing these songs And they were He's like this song is about Murders and it, 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 Look, they were all great It was not what I was looking for More power of the guy he did say, I'll be over at the merch table with a Sharpie signing CDs. I want to say, act like you've been here before. Let's act like you've been here before, fella. Ain't nobody, you, 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 don't, you, you don't act desperate. You're up on stage.
0: Neil Young comes out.
1: Place goes nuts Everybody's excited He is wearing uh, Like a choo-choo train outfit Like he likes to wear I think he shops at the same place That uh, George R.R. Martin Shops The Railroad wear for seniors Shop Got his choo choo hat, his choo choo shirt. And this is my hero, Neil. Don't think I'm like making fun of this guy. I love him to death. I was, I felt so excited to finally get, I never thought I was going to see the guy again. To be honest, I never thought I'd see Neil, see Neil Young live ever again. Here he is, solo, playing songs. It's him. It's his it, whatever instrument he's playing, it he pianos, keyboards, there was a pump organ, guitars, electric guitar, acoustic guitar. It's the instrument, his voice, which was great. He, he was in great voice. And that's it. And us listening. Or sh- it should be us listening. Apparently not. Everybody claps. He comes out. He plays. What did you play? I am the ocean from the Mirror Ball album. Solo guitar. Great. Loved it. This audience could not hang with the fact that he wasn't playing hits. Within two songs, there's a guy in my row. Old man. Old man kept yelling for old man. Old man. Guy next to Julia, there's a group of people just talking like, just talking like you'd think they were at home. I don't know if the pandemic did it, I don't know if this theater it draws the worst of Los Angeles. Everybody who's saying, oh, everybody's moving out of Los Angeles. Not enough yet. Keep moving. Keep going. Blah, 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 blah. Imagine you're listening to the young play. It's a privilege. A true, certifiable, undeniable genius. He's here doing it. Blah, 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 blah. Talk it, talk it, talk it. And then somebody says somebody else was bothered by this, and they say to the uh, people in that section, they say, "Hey, would hey they were, I think they maybe they shushed them or something. Maybe they went shh, um, and this person said back." Very cool person, very measured, normal thing to say back to someone. Um, I'm trying to find the exact quote here. They said, I'll be as loud as I effing want to. Just imagine that. So, but also between sets, between the opener. Who's singing about uh, train crashes and, you know, the American horrors and tragedies. Between those, the guy, and I think maybe I summoned this guy. Maybe this guy didn't exist. Maybe I conjured him. Stood up. Right in front of me. And the fella right behind me had one of those voices. That hit a frequency That was cutting through me Like a knife In conversation He was slicing down The middle of my forehead So I'm trapped I actually start to Like freak out a little bit I'm starting to feel like I'm trapped Guy's just straight up Standing up in front of me For a half hour he stood up But don't worry He sat down As soon as Neil Young played and took his phone out and filmed the entire show. There's a picture. I put the picture on the screen. That's what I saw the whole night. I took a picture of him taking a picture. And look, I just took a quick picture. I didn't block anybody with my phone. I had to look my eye. Your eye just always goes, huh, 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 just goes toward the light. You can't help it. It's like an instinct. I'm watching, and also, dude, we had pretty good seats. What do you do with this video? Hey everybody, want to see the Neil Young video I shot? Yeah, check it out. No, it's really echoey, and you can I'll tell you what song it is because cause you're not gonna be able to tell because it sounds terrible, because I record it on my phone. And you can't see anything, it's really blurry. But let's watch it for two hours. What are you gonna do with this video? You're you're archiving this? You work for the Neil Young archives? He should get you a better seat then. This guy, I had to look through his freaking phone the whole night. I have no idea what this guy thinks he's doing with this video. What is he going to do with it? So Neil Young comes out. He's playing. He goes, How's everybody doing tonight? And then, to just give you a baseline for the intelligence of this crowd somebody a row or so over goes he's like what did he say how are y'all how's everybody doing tonight good we're watching neil young in concert and then this woman god bless her goes Actually, God bless her. No, God smite her. Smite her, God. Smite. Plague of locusts. She goes, loving my life. And you're just like, you people realize he can't hear your answer. He can't hear any of us. Everyone's yelling at the same time. They're all yelling. What, you think you can hear all this? Loving my life! I had this bottle of water. I had two of these. One I almost didn't open for the longest time because I was contemplating using it as a weapon. I said, if I drink the contents of it, it will not hurt someone when I swing it at them. I didn't. I didn't. I just needed the comfort of knowing I had a weapon with me at the show. And then it starts. Woo. Any quiet moment. I understand you're excited about the show. You're excited. This is not people excited about this show. This is people nervous with four seconds of silence between lyrics. Woo! For songs that do not require woos It's a Neil Young concert You have to know there's going to be a bunch of drunk and high boomers No you don't This guy's got the worst freaking fan base 50 years of stupidity he made one album in 1971, and these uh, these monsters have haunted us forever, forevermore. The guy spent 50 years trying to drive away people after Harvest came out, and these idiots are hung up on one album. He's playing the songs, and I'm loving it. A lot of these songs, I'm like, I don't, I, I never heard. You heard none of them in this arrangement. It's amazing. Woo! Finally, it he and he's getting contentious with the crowd too. He's getting irked at this crowd. The only time I want to hear "woo" at a Neil Young show, this is the only time it's acceptable. Acceptable when he does after shows... Gaw- and I felt like getting high You can yell woo then Because he mentioned Getting high Can you believe it He's going to get high He mentioned getting high I like to get high too That's it Only time The only other time he can do woo If he says every everybody go woo Andrew Yes, Tom. You were at this show, right?
13: I was indeed.
1: Now, you mentioned you did not have a great experience either.
13: Well, uh, yeah. I mean, I was annoyed. I was more annoyed than I usually am at shows. I mean, I, for the record, I had never seen Neil Young in any incarnation before. Uh, usually was a little bit out of my price range when I was a bit younger. Now it's like now or never almost. Uh, so I was thrilled uh, musically, performance wise. It was amazing. Yeah. That was clear. I mean, wouldn't expect anything less. But, yeah, I had my own struggles in the crowd. Um, Tell me about Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan might have been there um, as far as his voice cutting through the crowd very loudly. He was sitting two rows behind me. Granted, I I can't confirm that it was Hulk Hogan, but it was effectively Hulk Hogan.
1: I heard this guy. He was probably closer to you than me. What section were you in?
13: We were in the last section, furthest yeah. back. He was.
1: I got the middle of the second
13: section yeah. middle of section. He was loud enough. B or whatever. But section B, yeah. row J, section B. Yeah, I was row T, section C. Yes, and he uh, he interjected a lot of "Yeah, brother," uh, type "Yeah, brother," of, "Yeah," like Hulk Hogan isms. Yeah. Um, but the thing that actually bugged me more which most people probably down by the river brother oh man if only he was calling for I that. shot my baby brother you shot your baby brother yeah the thing that bugged me with this guy though was the fact that he felt the need to sing the last line of every or the last word of every line sure. about a second or two after neil did yeah um clearly didn't know the words to these songs um oh. but he felt like just Throwing that out there. Every... So he's, like, guessing the lyrics? Well, he's just hearing Neil say it and then just singing it back. Not in key. Oh, that's... Yeah, that started to bug me a little bit. Um, it's funny because, like, you know, you're talking about this whole crowd being bad. For me, that guy really just, like, outweighed everybody else. We had a bad section. Yeah. Bad section. I heard the old man guy from the rear, which yeah. is funny because, like, you don't hear people in front of you so much.
2: Old man!
13: I heard that all night.
1: He was he was in my my block. Yes, old man. So then yeah. Neil Young plays Ohio. I don't need to hear Ohio. Apparently, these dimwits did. Finally, it's something we know.
13: And I thought he was funny too, didn't you, Andrew? I did. I was laughing a lot. He had uh He's, he, you know, he was just in. He was having a good time with everything. I think
1: he was saying stuff like he's like. This is the first place we played the Crosby still Nash and Young. I think.
13: <laughs> like yeah. he
1: would just say stuff like he would say I got this piano, this grand piano was uh went to a piano shop, if you can imagine a piano shop. And uh this was the cheapest one in the whole place. And they said it was in a fire and the, that the baseboard was Burned in the fire, and you're gonna have to change the baseboard. You have to change this and that. So I bought it, and uh still getting around to changing that baseboard. Like, so that was very
14: funny. Yeah,
1: but he was didn't he seem like he was getting cranky? Like at one point, somebody gets up. He's like, "Where are you going?" <laughs>
13: yeah.
1: He's like, "Where are you going? You're you're waving at me all night. Now you're leaving." <laughs> like he was getting mad.
13: Yeah, at them. Oh man,
1: he's like, y- "I'll do the talking." Like. He was getting crabby,
13: yeah, a lot of us were, I think, yeah, uh, it was, yeah, I mean honestly l a sometimes I wonder how much of it is l a how much of it is like a certain entitled section of a fan base, yeah.
1: you know where he would never get a response like that Albuquerque, probably not, no, yeah. You know where else he would never get a response like that? Where? North Ontario. It's like a, well, Grace, hits like a Dickie Goodman thing here I'm doing with you. <laughs>
13: um, now, it was, but I'm not, I just wanted a confirmation. I was not crazy, right? You were not crazy. No, no. This stuff was really, really annoying. Yeah. I didn't even mention the, the, the guys who were probably at least 30 who were, um, just walking through the bleachers, and by that I mean like not going up the stairs, but like climbing on the seats, mm-hmm. trying to decide what row to sit in. Um you know, um oh, this is great, guy. And then yelling down at their friends who were sitting in the previous row or like, oh guys, come up here. This is great. Like in the middle of a song. Unbelievable. It's just like Andrew. Yeah.
1: Like Neil Tennant and Chris Lowe said, What have I? What have I? What have I done to deserve this? Yeah. Wouldn't do that at Pet Shop Boys show. Sure wouldn't. Since we went away, I've been hanging around. I've been wondering why I'm feeling down. You went away. It should make me feel better. Oh, I don't know. Whoa. How am I going to get through? Pet Shop Boys, one of the best bands ever. Don't let nobody tell you otherwise They've got a greatest hits collection called Smash Now They've got more hits than They kept making hits They kept going They're at the highest level of music the Pet Shop Boys Highest level They're better than Bob Dylan Not joking Not joking I've got the brains, you've got the looks, let's make lots of money. The best, they should have showed up. It was, this crowd sucked at this show. They don't deserve Neil Young. They don't deserve, it should have been filled with people who had reverence for the thing who didn't go there going like now and then he plays heart of gold which i don't need to hear heart of gold do i love heart of gold it's one of my favorite songs ever i think heart of gold is no joke equivalent to it's like a standard like you're my sunshine at this point it's perfect it's pure it's like a glass of cold water, how pure it is. But he's playing that, and these ingrates are singing along. Finally, we got something. I tell you. My vote. Neil Young has the worst fans. That's my vote, and that's why. That guy who stood for 30 minutes And then finally sat down And then whipped that phone out Oh The things I wish on him Look at him in the picture Look at this Look at this What's he
0: think he's doing with that The worst Okay Let's go to the phones
1: Hello best show Hey, Tom. Hey, who's this? This is Tim. Tim, where are you calling from?
0: Cleveland.
1: You're calling from Cleveland, home of?
0: Home of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. That's
1: right, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. What's your favorite exhibit at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame?
3: Well, my son and I were just there yesterday. We saw uh, the hip-hop Exhibit, which was kind of cool. That's cool. 50 years of hip hop. That was fun.
1: That's pretty awesome.
3: Yeah.
1: Don't tell Eddie Trunk that that's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He'll, his head will explode. <laughs>
0: it's, <laughs> yeah. not, it's not it's rock,
2: so. rock and roll. It's rock and roll. What are you doing
5: hip <laughs> hop
1: People who have no concept of the spirit of music or the general consistent energy that runs through it. Oh, and they're also, they're also at this show. Nick Thorburn said he looked at, he could see someone's phone and they had, they were reading like Trump emails at it. And then (laughs) we saw someone we knew who worked at the venue and they said, Oh, the other night, There were MAGA hats here. What are you doing? (laughs) Look, this is what I'm going to say. I figured out. I figured out. The whole thing. With Donald Trump, and I want to run this by you, Tim, and everybody else. I think I figured it out. I made a note of it here Let me find my little note Where is it? I can't find my note I'll just tell you this This is where we are at In terms of Donald Trump It's like If hate If hateful people Are like running through the culture the music equivalent is now we are in the limp biscuit stage of this is like the new metal version of hate. It's Donald Trump. We have reached the new metal portion of American hate. (laughs) What do you think about that? Is that track for you, Tim? Cause if, if Hitler and Jesus Christ came back on the same day. And was like, hey, pick a team. That's a 50-50 split at this point. Literally. <laughs> People go, I
0: think I'll go with Hitler. Yeah, absolutely.
1: But now we are, this is the new metal thing. Trump is. Durst. Desantis is Jonathan Davis from Corn. Matt Gates is the guy from Five Finger Death Punch. Marjorie Taylor Green is um disturbed. No, it's no Drowning Pool. She's Drowning Pool.
15: <laughs> Let the body hit the floor.
1: Look the That's like That's where we're at This is the new metal part Where you're just like Oh no, this is bad, bad It's ugly and gross <laughs> So what do you got for me uh, there, Tim?
3: Well, I was thinking uh, Well, I had two thoughts when. Let me just Mike say one thing real quick, Tim me. Can we
1: shut the air off for a little bit? I feel like one of the meat sure. slabs In the Rocky movies Stallone's gonna come in and start working me over. Thank you. Just for like fifteen minutes. No, I was now they're showing when, the picture uh, of hold Mike... on. They're putting a picture on the screen, the Weisenheimers that work on the show. A picture of Trump with Neil Young. You know what you call a thing like this? Playing a venue. He played the guy's frickin' casino, and then they take a picture. This is not a new picture. He he's wearing a blue tie. He don't wear blue ties no more. Trump wears those long red ties, like the cat, like the like the Tex Avery tongue, right? Like the mask. Trump's t- tongue is like the. <laughs> Trump's ties are like Jim Carrey's tongue in the mask. Rolls out the red carpet. So Tim, the floor is yours.
3: No, when Mike was screening me, I, I, the thing I said was uh, from being from Ohio, I think some of the worst fans are the fans of the Ohio State University football team, the Buckeyes.
1: Well, tell me about that. Give me some context op- for this.
3: <clears throat> well, some of the context is, and this probably goes with a lot of sports fans, is this this, this strange entitlement where it's almost as if they went to the school but they didn't and there's this allegiance that is um a little butt shivery a little a little (laughs) creepy you know and it 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 kind of gets into the community in a way that uh I don't know. Is a little disturbing.
1: So it's like Yahoo's. Is that what it is? Yahoo's.
3: Yeah, yeah.
1: And they want to punish. Well, Why was that? Like, are they out of control? Like, are, like, are they out of control? This like, what's Saturday like? Game day in Ohio. Where's their stadium? Where's this school? Ohio. It's down.
3: It's down in. It's down in Columbus, which is not. A uh, good representative of, sure. of Ohio, I think Cleveland's a much better representative of Ohio. But it it is everywhere, and yeah, it's in every single bar, and it's just everywhere, and it it's it's a little disturbing. But I also, when I was waiting on hold and listening to the guy talking about fish, it reminded me. Ten years ago, I used to work at a rock and roll club, work the door, take tickets, and all that. And you know, working the hippie jam band shows Mm -hmm. was extremely difficult for me. Why is that? Like these kids would, the kids would come in with you know the peace and the hula hoops and the terrible clothing and hula hoops. The most, the most inconsiderate guest to a club that I've ever ever. You know, and where they, the heavy metal kids would come, and they'd say please and thank you and yes, sir. And look,
1: the other thing the, for the venue, <laughs> the heavy metal kids come in, they're drinking beer. Yeah, they're looking yeah. at they're spending money at the club. The hippie kids come yeah. in, they got high in the parking lot. This is no good to the venue. <laughs> There's no this is this not, is of not, no that, use. Not one
3: thank you. Not one
1: and not thank one you. Thank you
3: ever.
1: But this is the thing. What kind of venue would want to get these hippies in? They're not buying booze. Right?
3: <laughs> I well, it's a good venue, but you know, you got to keep the doors open. So you got to keep That's you got to book some of these shows
1: That's what I'm saying. Like... <laughs> I'm saying we're on the same page here, chief. My friend Tim. Thank you for yeah. the call. Oh, thank you. Good guy, good guy. Let's take one more. Then we're gonna listen to a live set from uh from
14: Deer Tick.
1: Hello, best show.
14: Hello, Mr. Sharpling. This is Mike from Minneapolis, otherwise Chuck. known as Chuck Klosterman 2. There thank we you.
1: go. Chuck Klosterman 2 is on the air. What can I do for you, Chuck Klosterman 2?
14: Well, I have a story to relate. On the worst fans, and I uh I had I, I credited you when I, I told the joke uh when I told the story, but no one got the reference because it was uh too inside joke. But anyway, I, I go to Mike, a lot Chuck of Chuck uh, Glosserman
1: two hold Chuck Lasserman two, hold on for a second. If anybody can pull me a bunch of clips of this dude laughing. I want him in the well, soundboard. Yeah, view. I want him <laughs> in the soundboard.
14: <laughs> thank well, you there's one all right well anyway anyway i go to a lot of uh conventions where people cosplay and the thing that uh the the, the de facto if you're tall if you're tall and you're old you go as uh tom baker from doctor who mm-hmm. so you just put on a real super long scarf and a long and a big floppy hat yeah so pe- people were people were uh act asking if i was enjoying the cosplay and I say I see a lot of uh, Doctor Who cosplay, but it's more like, and this is this is the joke that from from your from your mind that I use. It's more like Doctor Who boy, and I use I use the who with the your, your, with the rattle you put in the who, and I and, and people thought it was funny. And then I tried to credit you, but no one no one got it. But I, you know I I used your joke. And, I'm just going to say this right now. Women. I'm going
1: to say this right now, and I mean this from Fair the bottom enough. of my heart. If you're stealing yeah. the stuff I say, don't credit me.
2: <laughs> but it's a good joke. I yeah, I don't want.
1: I don't want. I don't want. want, want, I don't want look, joke. God bless you. I hope you live a thousand years. I don't want you going. Oh, I didn't come. That's actually Tom Sharpley came up with that. Because I don't trust your delivery. I don't oh, trust your delivery.
14: Whammy. Whammy, who's <laughs> this is Anchorman? All of a sudden, yeah. Look, Anchorman, champ from Anchorman.
5: I'm gonna say this. <laughs>
1: These, Do- you're right though. You're right. These Doctor Who fans are the worst. They're, they're weird.
3: They're <laughs> dumb.
1: <laughs> I don't know, dumb, but yeah, they're dumb. any of the horsemen have any feelings about this
14: uh yeah tom i think i could chime in oh here he comes i know but that's fine you gotta admit the doctor the baker people are are goofball why because with the long all they go is is, if you got a long scarf and a big floppy hat that's not you're not big deal
7: Tom, keep him on the line. Like I'll be a, right back. I know what's going to happen. I'll you put say round, this.
14: You put, like you, put round glasses, you put round glasses on your face, and you draw a scar on your head, a forehead, and you're Harry Potter. Yeah, well, I that's mean, all so it cheap, takes, though. So that's,
6: but that's all it yeah, takes. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Tom, yeah, what's I that? think that Chuck Klosterman 2's new name should be Jeff Garland 2, because when he gets worked up, I'm hearing a lot of Jeff Garland there. You're right. There is a lot of <laughs> Jeff Garland there. He gets a little choked up and worked up. It's yeah. uh, it's we're in Garland Country. We're in Garland oh, Country. Should we have Population. Larry, one.
14: David? Should we have Larry David a lot.
6: I think we're we're in Garlington County. The, the, Pat, <laughs> leave it to Pat
1: to slip a Springsteen reference in. Born in Garlington. the USA, Born in the USA album track, Darlington County is what Pat's driving referencing.
7: in
6: to Jeff Garlington County.
14: Stupid Mike. Do I look stupid? I'm not saying it's, it's. I'm just saying it's cheap and it's and it's easy. It's pedestrian. Pedest- oh, look at this, dear yeah. lord. Uh.
1: Yeah. He's saying he, he's saying he's sorry. No, yeah, I didn't, know, yeah, I didn't
14: an answer. I didn't know <laughs> this, is, this is a new level. <laughs> uh, I have been uh, taken uh, to school. Uh, uh, I've been uh, taken to uh, 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 I've been uh, taken to Tom Baker School. I love it. <laughs> and I
1: want to just say this. Anybody, And this is no offense To Jason Dudio Gore
5: No offense
1: No offense to Jason Dudio Gore Host of And creator Not co-creator, creator creator of the Hawk 108.9 The Hawk He brought that other guy along with him Doug uh, Dorlik Uh, He's not He joined two episodes in Is that right Jason? He's, I don't know. I just want to say this. If you go, there he is. I'm object. out of breath from I just laughing want to say one like thing. Mike
7: from Minneapolis.
1: I First of all, I was crediting you as saying 108.9 On the Hawk. You're the founder of it and the creator of it. You brought along Doug Dorlick to be a part of it a couple episodes in. But the buck stops with you on it And they have a Patreon also uh, 108.9 the Hawk Check that out I got tons of bonus content Um, If you're going to go to a con And you want to dress up like Doctor Who You do what I do Pertwee All day, every day Doctor 3, baby Right? Right, Jason? Oh, I love Pertwee. I go dressed up like Pertwee. I go, uh, I literally get one of his fancy cars and I drive it onto the convention floor. They don't like me at Comic Cons. Uh, yeah. Everybody, we were lucky enough to have the amazing Bandir Tick come through and play, uh, some songs for us on the best show a couple days ago. They're amazing. I'm going to hand it over to this amazing session from the amazing band. Dear tick right now, take it away. Dear tick and check their album out before we play it. Check their new album out. Emotional contracts, dear tick They are also on tour. Deartickmusic.com Without further ado Here are deer Tick.
16: It's true <laughs> We are deer Tick. We're half of it at least Ian, over there, I'm John and uh, I've Got a new record out called Emotional Contracts This song's called If I Try to Leave It's the first song on that record
17: If I try to leave I won't know where I'm going If I reach up my sleeve I find my compass broken oh, I will would take my place oh, If I were to go oh, If I were to leave For destinations unknown If I try to Find another future Leave you in your grief In other desperate measures Some animals survive me too.
16: About the second song on the new record,
11: Ian. Let's do a quick tune-up. So, uh, this next song is called "Forgiving Ties." Second song on the record. All right. up between boredom and anger a hammer came to the party to blind play it. Order and come to terms with the life on the ledge. I could be kind to myself in the mortar and take a moment with the hammer again. Who ain't food? You're just a turnstile. I know the way and I can see myself. Survive, I die. No, I'm not.
16: called my ship i uh i wrote it with uh steve pultz who was my neighbor at the time i met him on a boat on a uh, cruise ship kayamo 2020 just before the world ended uh all right here it goes I saw you
17: Where you been Man you grew I've been hanging By a thread Night is young You're here instead Of the places you
16: It's called once in a lifetime, and uh, it's really built around this bass line. And our bassist Chris is not here, so mm-hmm. we're uh, we'll just figure it out as we go along. Yeah. Uh, no bass intro. Sorry for the bass heads. <laughs> let's, let's skip that shit. Right. Uh, one, two, one. the Thanks,
1: guys. Amazing. That was amazing. Thank you, Deer Tick, for coming down and check their new i Out of Emotional Contracts. You can stream it or order it now over at DeerTickMusic.com. And now we're going to go back to the. Phones and we will I'm talking slowly because the thing was not moving. I want to welcome got a friend in studio came by to say hi and tell us about what he's up to. Now this guy some there's talent and then there's talent. And this guy he can draw, he can paint, he can take pictures. He created things you've seen his name's Coop. Coop is here. Coop, how are you?
18: I'm just fine. Tom. That's so
1: great. You're in town. You're you were here for a long How long yes. did you live in Los Angeles? I
18: lived for? in Los Angeles from I moved out here when I was 19, I think, okay. and I moved away 4 years ago. Okay. So a little over 30 years.
1: Wow. And now you're it's you.
18: Mhm. Joe Rogan. <laughs> Yes, we hang out all the time.
1: The comedy mothership.
18: We lift weights together.
1: It seems like you do. I see you are oh. Jack now. You are Jack. You got those Rogan muscles. Um, the nipples,
18: too. i got rog- the
1: nipples. Well, well yeah, I'm going to have to ask you to leave then. That I never want to see again. That's one of those. I know it's a cliche where people. Go, oh, you can't unsee that. I <laughs> wish really I can. could unsee that. Yeah. Joe Rogan. No bueno.
18: Yeah, I've, luckily I have not run into either Joe Rogan or Alex Jones since I moved to Austin, and I'm real happy about that. Welcome so. to Austin. How <laughs> you doing, Coop? I'm looking for a
15: devil. devil for me. You got
1: any of those? Uh, any of those posters? You did. <laughs>
15: did a super oh, suckers poster some, somebody at, did tell me you're... where's that super suckers poster
18: <laughs> somebody did tell me that joe rogan was a fan of mine which mm-hmm. i shuddered involuntarily but <laughs> yeah no that's a rough well, look a- as we are talking about tonight you can't yeah. pick your fans you can't pick your fans and look i'll say
1: this <laughs> as far as an audience goes and i mean this from the bottom of my heart The best show audience. I couldn't ask for a better audience. People are so nice, and it's a fun, good time. Everybody's so sweet to me. I am truly and utterly fortunate that this is the show I get to do, and I get to do with the audience. Not for the audience. With the audience, and we have fun, and this is a great audience. I'm so lucky. Some of these other people. You know Neil Young. Is saying, wow, how how is this my fans? I, I like, he's, so seriously. F- he recorded one album it was huge, and they want it to just be that. Ever since then, he tried to drive them away. To, Tonight's the night. He's saying,
18: leave me alone. <laughs> Yeah, I you know it's funny you were talking describing or at that the very show. least
1: get ready for change. Like you don't know you don't know what's going to happen with me.
18: Yeah, well, and like you described that show, and I'm like that to me it would be like my ideal Neil Young yeah. show is like I want to hear him do stuff he's never done um, before, and, and it was it was uh, amazing. Yeah. Well, it's I've I've the last several shows I've been to. There's been it. I I think. It definitely has something to do with COVID. Maybe also just uh, You mean
1: like they all have it? Well, yes. And no. can't <laughs> just that know, people, know how to people
18: don't know how to behave anymore yeah. in public. I
1: it's, think two years in the house yeah, fried out. a lot of people's uh social contract. Totally. And they don't know how to act with others anymore.
18: It is totally true. We went to see uh Ty Siegel at mohawk in austin which Mm -hmm. is a great venue to go see like great club size sure sure yeah um and there were these two these three guys behind us two young guys and an older guy who i think was like their dad or something they talked through the entire they talked through the entire opening act which is poor woman playing an acoustic guitar they were like drowning her out Mm -hmm. then I thought, well, maybe they'll, sh- they'll surely they're going to yeah, shut up when the Ty comes on. Yeah. Oh, no. They just kept talking mm-hmm. about frat days or something. Yeah. And my poor wife yes. had to physically restrain me. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> that is, yeah. Now you were ready. You were ready to uh, throw down. I was, right? yes. I'm, yeah. You Hitting know, with a bucket of paint. <laughs> no, it's terrible. It's weird. Who do you think? What pops out of you when we talk about the worst fan base though? Who comes I, to mind?
18: Well, I mean, you, you mentioned DC fans, but I would specifically say the, the guys that are obsessed with the Zack Schneider movies, which yeah. I I like Zack Schneider. Uh-huh. I don't like his D I don't like his comic book movies, but I've uh-huh. I like I think he's a good director, but mm-hmm. they are so insane. Yeah, and then the whole thing, you know, now James Gunn is running that whole mm-hmm. show, and, they're and mad they, at it. oh, they—it's they, well, you know, the 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 classic thing is, of course, you know, William Shatner saying "Get a life," and you it's
1: like- on SNL when he did that. That was one of the most <laughs> prescient bits ever, ever. One of the most prescient sketches. Yeah, there's just a point. Look, fandom is a very. A very good thing it's yep. exciting to be excited about things but it's it's stunning to me that it comes down to like people act like they act like you've been here before yeah. that's all it is <laughs> and you get, it's 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 that hard to have just a little bit of chill when you do things and to have a little bit of humility when you do things and not just assume you're bigger than the thing and that you're important somehow you're one of a few thousand people at this neil young show you're not the
18: only one here you think (sighs) you never ask once hey maybe nobody wants to hear me flapping my gums well i had a similar thing and this is actually a long time ago but i went to the hollywood bowl uh Brian Wilson was going to do pet sounds with like full uh-huh. orchestra sure. and the the Mints you know the band yes, that he Of course. and needless to say I was super stoked about yeah. this. And then uh, even better we got there and the people we were sharing our one of the people we were sharing our box with Ooh, was a
1: box was fancy Mink
18: stole the wow. John Waters actress course, who was amazing. the nicest loveliest person okay. she's not the point of my story but no. So the first set they did, they did, you know, like a set of Beach Boys favorites. Sure. There were these two women behind us, much like the Neil Young show, who sang every song Mm -hmm. as loudly as possible. And it's like, you know, I didn't come here to see, hear you sing Beach Boys songs. (laughs) Exactly. Well, the thing is like, there's a place for singing at things.
1: I went to see Pulp in London. Every it's a festival show. Everybody's screaming out, common people when they're doing that, because the band is louder than any of us. Yeah, like, but when it's like anything that has any kind of like dynamics well, to it, like the Beach Boys. Yeah, yeah. Look, I will admit, when I saw the Beach Boys do Pet Sounds, I sang along to the song Pet Sounds m hmm. bang bonk, bang bonk. bang 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 bong, bang bong, bang Everybody did like it. Oh, yeah, I think they, loved they did. it. I think they did. Well, they threw things at me <laughs> as a way they would. They were celebrating. They were yeah. celebrating me by throwing <laughs> by throwing rocks at me. It was a way to honor me, and I took <laughs> yes. it as a compliment. Um, no, look, the f- it, all you gotta do just be nice. Just look, and you see another human. They might not want to hear that. Let's see who's um, let's see who's uh, on the phone and who we can uh, what people have to say <laughs> about fans, the worst fans. Because I'll say when it comes to sports, the Golden State Warriors in basketball have the worst. The Lakers have terrible fans. The Lakers fans are eight year olds. Every one of them eight year old. Make my hero. Make my hero. Like, that's how they act with the thing.
18: Except for there's that one really old dude that's always setting at court at the Lakers, Lakers games that he has the big hat and the long... And I found out later he owns... Lou Adler. No, it's no. not Lou Adler. Lou Adler is, it used to be he, at the games all the time. He owns Jackie Treehorn's house from okay. The Big Lebowski. Yeah,
1: which also is a movie that has... Questionable fans here and there. Oh
18: yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: I saw Big Lebowski when it came out. No
18: one cared. That's that is in, that is entirely true.
1: Everybody uh, in the theater was like, "This isn't Fargo." Yep, I remember that. People were so mad at it because was like, "This is dumb.
18: This isn't Fargo." Yeah, that's totally true. That movie was. Bomb, a it took bomb. it took
1: a bunch of years for people to catch up to yeah. it. Yeah, but so he owns Jackie Treehorn's house. Yes, and but these like so look Lakers fans act like children where they like, go, meet my hero." <laughs> but these Golden State Warriors fans, these maniacs. You've never seen a group of of le- Johnny come latelys more because they were been terrible for a hundred years. Then they finally have been good for the last nine years. They've been great for the last nine, le- legendary for the last nine years. These these know-nothings have rushed in and they talk. I go to their God strike me down for saying this. I go to their Reddit and I read what <laughs> they write, and these are the dumbest fans on earth they they're always they first of all they think every team is going to trade like their superstar to the Warriors why now it's like maybe we'll get Giannis to trade Giannis and then uh, we could get him and we get Joel Embiid to trade him it's like who are you going to trade him for your team is, is uh, 18 months before they're all uh uh, uh reading ARP magazine <laughs> So, but they want everything, and they talk about it. First of all, they would say, we, well, maybe, well, we played great defense here. We did, what did, you? you?
18: Yeah, well, that's kind of the problem of all sports fans.
1: Anybody says we, <laughs> I hate it.
18: Is that who you're talking
1: about? That guy? <laughs> no, no, that's, that's the not. Guy about, Fieri. That, that guy. guy, yes. No, that's the guy from Poltergeist. Who totally warned is. the family that- That's a screen door. That's a screen door, Poltergeist 2. He's the guy from Poltergeist 2. Who, am I wrong? You are not wrong, no, sir. No, that's the guy from Poltergeist 2 who's like, your family's gonna die. Well, I'm glad we made that connection. This guy, I actually know what his name is. Neil Old. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. So, caller, are you on the line? Uh, Hi. Hi, is welcome to The Best Show. To whom am I speaking? This is Rose from Tacoma. Rose from Tacoma. It's good to hear from you again, Rose. It's been a little, It's as the song says, it's been a while. Right? Who is that? Oh, Incubus? Incubus?
13: That is stained.
1: Uh, is stained. Stained? Yeah like the Stained song. <laughs> it's been a
19: while. What's going on tonight, Rose? Not too much. Not too much. Having a, a quiet night over here. It's In a T-Town. lot cooler here than most other places. Coop, who's a great band from Tacoma?
18: A great band from Oh uh, Man, I might not be able to do this. Um,
1: T-Town. Drummer named Bon Von Wheely. They were on Sub Pop.
18: Oh, man, I'm drawing a blank. Girl Trouble. Oh, Girl Trouble. Okay, yes, they were from, okay. My memory isn't right. what it, is. it used Coop to be. Get Coop out of here.
1: Coop's falling <laughs> apart. Coop's, Coop can't remember his stuff. Tell, tell him to go take the the quiz <laughs> before he can come back in. Um, Rose, what's going on tonight?
19: Uh, not too much. It's just thinking about the topic. I did want to note real quick, though looking at the screenshots from the person at your Neil Young concert, even more appalling to me is that this person has his phone up in Portrait mode. Yes. Oh, no. Time. Yes. No, this For guy,
1: you'd think this guy was directing Avatar 3 the way he was zooming in this way. And that it always looked terrible on his phone. He zoomed, he's checking the grid. He has like the tic tac toe grid. He's like, oh, well, let me move it this way. Let me move it that way. It always was blurry and awful because he was too far away oh, of course, uh, I got to get this shot right. I was like, oh, okay, okay Caleb Deschanel. <laughs> right? Right? Can we put the air on, please? I'm a little stuffy in here. <laughs> yeah, Rose, that is a great observation. This guy, <laughs> This guy was working hard as if he was painting a picture here. I like how the logo they put up on the screen says, who has the worst fans? And it's a picture of Dave Matthews as if just saying, like, does Dave Matthews have the worst fans or is he just the worst? That's the that's the thing. I think Fish. I disagree that Fish have the worst fans. I think fish are the worst they're fish are the bad ones. In yeah, I would agree with that. Fans are just not along for the ride with that one. <laughs> Deadheads
19: yeah, you can't necessarily pin
1: it on them. Are deadheads the worst fans? They no, they're they're kind of like having a good time with a band that I think is terrible. <laughs> I don't think that's the worst fans. Taylor Swift fans, Beyonce fans, that's a cult. Those aren't fans now. That's a low level religion at this point. Like, there's <laughs> going to be a point, and Star Wars also. A hundred years from now, Star Wars. Will be a church. It will be tax exempt because people will go and every Sunday they will give money to Darth Sidious (laughs) and Salacious Crumb will come up and down the pews, going. (laughs) He'll be on the on the little basket that you pass down the uh, row. (laughs) Um. Taylor Swift fans, that's a religion at this point. Those are not fans. Those are zealots. And look, I would do what I I'm not like, oh, I hate it. I would trade places in a second <laughs> with that. Have an army? Cause then I would be like telling everybody what to do if I had that kind of fan base, right? <laughs> If I had the Taylor Swift fans, I'd be like, and now we take the Capitol! (laughs) Like, if she started singing a song about taking the Capitol at a DC show, yikes, run. I would not want to be in the Capitol at that point, because you ain't getting the Capitol back. If they said one of Taylor's versions was inside the Capitol, like, we got got, uh, I did, uh, uh, one of my re-recordings is in there. And if you press a button, it will be available. <laughs> Look out, Capital. Um, so, Rose, who did you want to talk about?
19: Um, for me, it's, it's kind of three bands, but it embodies the same kind of just horrid fan, which is. Uh-oh. Uh, for bands that I enjoy, to be clear. Yes. But for Radiohead and bands like Animal Collective and The Flaming Lips, just fans who have that perfect combination of really earnest adoration for the band uh-huh. and zero boundaries of who they
1: are as people. Okay. Like, give me an example of what happens at one of these, like an Animal Collective show.
19: So uh, Animal Collective to me is a band where it happens mostly online, but you will notice that like any Animal Collective post will have comments where people are just directly addressing band members, asking for their opinions, giving recommendations for very well-known bands as if they would never have heard of them previously. That sort of. And are the members of Animal Collective involved in this? No, often,
1: not often. (laughs) So you don't know if Panda Bear is noticed. not in the chat? No, not not usually. I want to say one thing also. When Tom tries to sleep sometimes, these are the things... Well, not I, every night I try to sleep. These are some of the records I listen to. <laughs> Bert Yanch does a trick most nights. But there's that one freaking Panda Bear album. I love it so much at night time. The one from like two thousand seven, the one's like you know that one?
19: Prison pitch, yeah.
1: Yeah, great album. I think
19: Uh, that's yeah, one of my favorites. That's
1: a great album. But the fan base is a little too intense according to what you're saying. They run in a little hot and a little too personalized.
15: Like, a little bit
1: yeah i also oh, sorry no and i would say this the lovely julia will is as she said i don't know if i ever want to see radiohead those fans i think those fans would ruin it for me i've seen radiohead a I couple can... of times i didn't think i didn't think the fans were that bad but i could picture uh if you get them on a bad night look out right <laughs> this is what you get this is what you get when you mess with us
2: <laughs>
1: yeah like that's the one i could picture people singing to when you're not asking for like and they'd also be doing that that tom york falsetto yikes right For a minute, well, for a minute, Uh, scary. Rose, I
19: was also
6: yes.
19: Sorry, no, no,
1: you go ahead. Go
19: ahead. I was just gonna say another point to Animal Collective fans: that maybe a doc against them is live. Some of the rudest fans. Um, I've seen them in Philadelphia back before I moved out west. And uh, they booed the opener, who was Grouper, who did a wonderful job. She didn't deserve that. Why would they? Uh, but, but why also would you just... boo any opener? Your headliners I... will be
1: up soon. <laughs> Hang in there. You're not gonna boo. You're not gonna be like, boo! Get off the stage. You finally like, fine. Animal Collective will be up in three minutes now because you drove Grouper off the stage. It's like no, same amount of time. Same amount of time There's a piece of paper taped to a wall Backstage that says when Animal Collective Are coming on And that's when they come on They're not bumping that up for 40 minutes early Because you drove the opening act Off the stage Has nobody been here before? What happened to Like I said again Just act like you've been here What happened to Chill What happened to a little bit of Chill Goes a long way everybody You want some advice from Tom A little bit of chill Goes a long way Just act like you've been here before
10: That's
1: all it is I'm not saying you gotta be Joe Cool Just act like you've been here before It's like when I met Paul Thomas Anderson Did I, I have a little too much chill that night I went what's up man And then ignored him <laughs> As if I didn't know who it was As if I didn't think it was my Stanley Kubrick I said what's up man I didn't say it that harsh I said hey what's up man And then turned my back to him Because I was not going to bother him (laughs) Rose thank you for the call
19: Thank you Tom Have a wonderful night You too
1: Mike Pat Jason any thoughts about Fandom after all this discussion yeah, I
6: got one What do you got, Pat? Family guy Family oh. guy, yeah Yeah
1: You know who I like on that show? What's his face? <laughs> dog
6: The dog Herbie Ro-
7: Roger Oh, I thought you'd like the giggity giggity guy I
1: like him But there's one thing I found out about that guy What's that? He's
7: a pervert I don't like the giggity yeah, giggity I guy. Like then. Him anymore. I, I
6: have a I have s I have a hot piece of info. What do you got? He's, Pat? he's based on comedian Mark Normand. <laughs> that <laughs> I don't know if the timeline tracks on that. No, it's a hundred percent accurate. Don't even look it up. It just <laughs> just take my word.
1: Mark Norman has that uh say
6: sounds like an evil Kermit the Frog. Yeah and he and he's he was the basis of a giggity giggity guy. Okay. Pat, I'm
1: <laughs> going to quote me on you on
6: i you are quoted on that. Everybody AV Club just <laughs> quote me on that.
1: <laughs> AV Please. Club will quote you on that. Yeah. So giggity you don't like family guy fans? No. Yeah. Remember the like time I was an annoying fan base? <laughs> and then it's a flashback to the fans of the show. <laughs> Mm -hmm. But those fans are defeated now That's in the past They're stuck with a Tired old mule of a show now Ain't nobody Loving Family Guy no more Is there? They're out there I mean look Jason loves Family Guy I love it he's always doing his yeah, baby impression and we love it I, what, we did, love did i just do
7: that or did, who who did that one well i did my impression of oh, you okay. doing it oh good impression
1: i would never do a family guy impression It's just me <laughs> doing impressions of you doing impressions
7: it was perfect
1: and now uh clearly someone's putting a video up of No, i'm not even referring to this um so Jason, any any uh, hateable, any worst fans that have come to mind for you?
7: Not really. I mean, outside of I mean, the Snyderverse one is such a good one. Mm-hmm. Like they go so hard on Twitter, mm-hmm. you know, they want to get whatever there's. If there's an eighty-one hour edition of Justice League, you know, they want to see it. Wait, there's so an eighty-one bad. hour version of it. Oh, see now, I, it's out there now. Release it. Yeah.
1: Hashtag 81 hours of fun.
7: <laughs> fun. Fun. Yeah. Not a
1: lot of fun in those movies. No, no, no. Let's take another call here. Horseman, stand down and stand by. Hello, best show. Good evening, Tom. Good evening to you. To whom am I speaking?
15: This is uh, Eric in upstate New York, the Rickles tie guy,
1: the Don Rickles tie guy. Oh my goodness, I have the tie and the belt. You got you got yours of course, right?
15: I'm wearing them right now.
1: You are. That's the sweetest thing I ever no, heard.
15: No, I'm not. Well I'm then that's a lie. I'm looking at it though.
1: So what? So what's going on? I'm looking at it. Friend? The
15: belt hangs on my closet.
1: Okay. I'll trust you. Take your word for it. What do you got, my friend?
15: Well, I got the obvious one, the Philadelphia Eagles.
1: This fan base of all time. This is the Eagles fan base. And I know I've done this before. We're 2 0. We're going to the Super Bowl. That's the Eagles fan base. And then I'll say this it was funny watching them lose this year. It was funny because. I never saw a group They acted like somehow some Something happened in the universe Like some sort of like Time glitch happened That kept them from winning It's like You still have to play the game Am I wrong about that Eric?
15: They forgot Yeah, they they thought it was their destiny They thought it
1: was their destiny And it turned out to not be their destiny
15: Yeah. Well, Tom, I wanted to ask you, were you in England on July 4th? I was. Not very patriotic. Did eh? you rub it in? Was it weird?
1: I did. I went down the street yelling uh, about how we won (laughs) and you lost and they accepted it. They accepted their defeat. I rubbed it in their face. I said, we are the champions, my friend. And Queen are now from America because we're winners, I'm taking them. They didn't love it, but they accepted it and they respected me. And they made me a prawn and mayo sandwich to honor me. Ooh. Yeah. Extra mayo. Extra mayo. Eric. Anything else you want to talk about?
15: Any fan bases? You seen that uh you seen that that credence? Show from the Royal Albert Hall they put on Netflix.
1: I did. Got I saw. I saw some of it. I didn't finish watching it. I was. I honestly was saving it, and then I started to watch it, and I was like, I still want to save this, but I did watch some of it. It's amazing. I thought it was amazing. It's amazing. Yeah.
15: I think Creedence is a punk band, right?
1: Yeah, they are the West Coast Velvet Underground. It has been proven. It you cannot yeah. deny it. Anybody who denies it don't get it.
15: I love looking at those old crowds. Mm -hmm. Like like that crowd, I guess it was nineteen seventy, Royal Albert Hall, and they just don't know what to do looking at credence just like rage through those songs. Like Yeah. You know, it's like it's like those early Ramones crowds where people Mm -hmm. are just standing there still, just like what is going on? Yeah.
6: But there was also zero stage banter. At that, at that, not like yet. the Ramones. But
7: Very like,
15: pro.
6: I would say they they, Ramones look like they were. Uh, I can't think at this hour, but they, they, I watched it and I was shocked. John how, Machida. Yes, there was there was zero stage banter between songs. Yeah, they were there to I, do a job. I was job. shocked. I was shocked. They were there to do a job you you could drive a truck through some of the pauses but they most uh, sometimes they went song to song but there was a lot of times where they just
1: trust me what do you want john Fogarty doing stand up up there you don't
6: no no but i was um that was that was noticeable to me mm-hmm. when i watched it eric um, anything before i say goodbye
15: no that's it it's been um, a long night uh you go you go, some, you go get some rest
1: you go get some rest Go get some rest, little soldier. Okay, next call here. Hello, Besho.
8: Hi, Tom. How are you?
1: I'm good. To whom am I speaking?
8: This is Nicole from Chicago.
1: Oh, Nicole from Chicago. How are you? It's nice to hear from you again.
8: Oh, you remember? Oh, my gosh. It's nice to hear. It's nice to talk to you. Yeah, it's great to talk to you. I'm glad you had a good time in uh, London. Oh, I did. I had the best
1: time. I had the best time, really. The best time. Yeah,
8: um, I'm friends with Sarah from Chicago, and she pulled a little trick on me where she sent me a message saying, oh, let's go see Pulp in Mexico City, and then she pulled out because they're not headlining. So I had a day and a half of like, this thrilling adventure. Well, why why would she future, pull out? would
1: she think they are going to
8: play twenty minutes? They're not headlining. They're who's, not headlining the headlining? show, so they won't have a long set. Who's headlining? Oh, she told me, and it wasn't appealing. I don't remember.
1: Look, if they're playing it, you're going to get a you're going to get the show. Whatever you want to miss it. I and mean,
8: Mexico it. City's great. Yeah, Mexico All right, City's great. Her. You, twist her arm.
1: You got something? Look, like, it look. It's up to you to twist her arm, Nicole. What you got something okay, for the you got that. something who's a fan base you are not a, that you do not appreciate?
8: I do, and and maybe I deserve it for liking them, Tom, because it's Ween.
1: You don't like Ween, I love fans.
8: Them. No, I love Ween, and their fans over the years are they have become the worst fans. And to a previous caller's point, my friend believes it is because Fish started covering them regularly. This is what in I'm the gonna mid-90s. say.
1: Grateful Dead fans okay. crossed with Sparks fans equals Ween fans.
8: <laughs> well, there is a Ween fan. There is this like unnatural chimera of a jock and hippie
5: mm-hmm.
8: that goes yeah. to a Ween show and yeah. they are just needlessly aggressive. Yeah. I don't understand them because I'm a huge Guided by Voices fan. There are mm-hmm. tons of jocks there. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and they're lovely. Mm-hmm. They're just like, you know, that's where they can basically feel their emotions. And, and they, they get in a great mood at the Guided by Voices show. The, the Wien fans get aggressive and insane.
1: The GBV fans, the Hold Steady fans, they're going for a rowdy, fun night out. It's communal. And they're going toward other people. The ween fans got a little bit of the red pill in them. <laughs> right? I don't know what. I don't bit know cuz I don't a know little, the red a little or the a blue. little incel action going on with ween fans.
2: <laughs> it's a mean picture.
1: Right? Yeah, you get ween pills.
8: Oh, yeah, you're right. I never thought of that.
1: There's a little bit of that there juice is incel coming incel from action. it. There's some incel vibes coming off ween fans. Not the band Ween.
5: Oh, they've man.
1: seen it's people naked and they've smooched people, but <laughs> the the, uh, the Ween fans, something something's wrong.
8: I, I saw, had just this bizarre experience. I was in line, Aragon, it's a venue here I don't like. It.
2: <laughs> These you, photos. Do you, it's know, it's the do you know the first year I saw Ween?
1: Do you want to know the first year I saw Ween? You saw Ween? What year? two? Nineteen ninety? I saw them Dang. open. I saw them I as an opening act at early. Maxwell's I saw them as an opening act at Maxwell's In Hoboken And this is what someone said to me Who will shall remain nameless One of the people This is a guy who's been in bands And who's gone on to be a fixture In the music scene I'm Not saying who it was He said to me you excited about Ween? I was like, I was like, yeah, I never saw him before. He said, "Oh my God, you're a Ween virgin." yeah, And if anything, that's when I knew this was this was faulty. This was a faulty road to go down in nineteen. It might have been nineteen ninety.
8: I mean, ninety two. They had barely been there. Oh, Hold on, that's
1: so gross. I got to look at what year it was now. I need to, but he said, "Oh, you're a Ween virgin." Uh. Hold on, let's see. I'll tell you what year it was. Um, what
14: label were they on?
1: Not saying this guy was the front man. This was nineteen, probably nineteen ninety, if not if not eighty nine. Because when did that first Ween record come out? Earth, the I one can't. God I'm not. I'm not the, the one weak. with that
5: memory.
1: Uh, they always sucked.
5: <laughs>
1: Sorry, Nicole. I know you like them. <laughs>
5: oh
2: but
1: no! But I saw him that you night. There was like the two guys in a boom line. box. I think they had like a boom. That's where they're playing with tapes. Yeah. I saw yeah. that. But when that guy said to me, "Who shall remain nameless?" I will accept guesses on who it was. This guy was in a band. (laughs) He was in a band in the New York area. Signed to a not New York label. The band put out two records. He moved on and has moved and been associated with a lot of different things over the years. Still an active person. I'm assuming this is David Byrne. It was not David Byrne. He um, oh, oh. but when he said to me, "Oh, you're a wean virgin," I was like, "Bad news, chief," yeah. and I was right. <laughs> well, Nicole, thank you for the call.
19: <laughs> Good to talk to you. Bye-bye.
1: A couple more calls, Coop. Any other fan bases you can think of? Also, also, what's going on with Coop? What what's going on in the world of Coop? You, of course. Have your art, you do posters, yes. you do screen printing, yes. you do shirts. Yep. All sorts of stuff.
18: I honestly my thing, I'm just doing my own thing now. Okay. I don't I've I've kind of been actively turning down commissions and okay. things. I just make my own prints mm-hmm. and sell them and roll them up in tubes. And mm-hmm. I go to the post office three times a week okay. and I'm just do they are
1: they excited when they see what the post office? Or are they just like oh no? Yeah, oh
18: yeah, no, they cool. hate. Actually, they hate me at the post office mm-hmm. because my poster tubes are too big to fit in the the bin, okay. so I have to put like twenty of them at a time up mm-hmm. on the counter, mm-hmm. and then they have to scan. Them oh, and... they get so mad at yeah. me, and I, I and I you know they're already paid for and yeah. labeled, and all they yeah. have to do is. Scan Processing. them and throw yeah. them in a throw yeah. them in a bin. Yeah, but yeah, they you know they don't like to do their job. So mm. <laughs> who does? Who does?
1: <laughs> Not me. Hello, Besha. Hey there. Oh, I know who this is. This is Colette from North Carolina. That's right. How's it going, Colette?
15: Oh, you know. um, as Dusty Rhodes once said, they put hard times on me, but
10: they do put hard okay.
1: times on us. And I just want to say about hard times. I'll say this. If you think I got hard times, brother, you who's got hard times? Guy yeah, works down at the factory, works for thirty years. Then uh they give him a watch and kick him in kick him in the in the fanny and throw him out. That's hard times. That's hard times.
15: <laughs> That's hard times, Daddy. It is, Daddy.
1: What's going on, Colette? What, what other than your hard times? What's a fan base uh, you do not enjoy?
15: Professional wrestling. Professional <laughs>
1: wrestling. Well, that covers a lot of ground. Yeah. Tell me what the worst of professional wrestling, in terms of the fans, would be what is the what is the what Um, what would be the low the the tood that
10: drives you nuts it's like basically every manner of like toxic millionaire worship has found its way into wrestling
5: Mm
10: -hmm. um and like there are people who uh like love like people like vince mcmahon enough Mm -hmm. to pretend that he's some kind of great dude instead of like you know this boorish idiot who yeah. got away with tons of crimes, yeah, this
1: weird winner who's actually a loser when you kind of look at it
10: one of the biggest losers,
1: one of the biggest losers, look Mr. McMahon. I like when people call him Mr. McMahon as if <laughs> that is his character name, as if he deserves any sort of respect though. It's like when people call the guy who owns the uh, the New England Patriots, Robert Kraft. Oh, Mr. Kraft. That's oh, Mr. Like Mr. Is, yeah. Kraft. <laughs> the only Mr. Kraft I want to see is some weird wizard who can squirt cheese out of his hands. Right? Throw cheese slices at me. That'd be who- incredible. Do you know who hates uh, processed cheese? Mehdi from uh, Love Island, UK. Not going to talk about it anymore. It's me, Medi. I miss cheese and wine and music. Uh, go ahead, Colette. So wrestling fans, they, they have like weird millionaire worship syndrome where if you're successful, that's all that matters. Then you're great.
10: Yeah, they also do things like obsess about television ratings, uh which is something that didn't make sense in the 90s when TV mm-hmm. ratings
15: were real and certainly makes no sense now.
10: To and also to be like caught
1: up in it's like what do you own stock in this? Do you care? Why do you yeah. care so much about ratings? You know, uh, a Raw got a, a 2.8 the other night. Uh it's down uh 0.3 uh in the demo in the demo uh really shows the <laughs> thursday night raws uh on the ropes seems like they need to make some changes like why are people fascinated with how much movies cost how much movies make how much ratings get for things why are you focused on the financials of magic you get a chance I, it's- to watch a thing and in, and just indulge in the illusion of it and have fun with the magic part of it, but then all of a sudden to just go like, well, you know, it's uh, that movie actually cost ninety million and it only made seventy six million. It's like, <laughs> why would I care about like a guy who puts uh, a guy or lady, uh, ladies do aluminum siding now too, and if you ran an aluminum siding business. Why would I care about how much your it, it, the profit margin is on aluminum siding? And well, you know the aluminum siding I had a bad quarter because uh, you know it's like, what? Do, why would I care about anything like that?
10: But it's can. pretty rough. But like they, this they is can. the this is the sort of person that I I deal with on Twitter on a daily basis, Tom. Why? I hate the things I love because I hate the people who love them. You like
1: Colonel Tom Parker said in the movie. Yes. Yes. Quite a conundrum. (laughs) I need that as a clip also too. Can somebody pull me the best of Tom Hanks as Colonel Tom Parker? Yes. Yes. Quite a conundrum. We're going to have a Christmas special. Very exciting. Elvis is going to sing Christmas songs. Here comes Santa Claus. Meanwhile, he's like, There is a light shining brighter somewhere, right? Got to be birds flying higher. If I can dream of a better land. The best, best movie. Sorry. Anybody that doesn't It's agree. a great film. You jump in a lake, jump in a bleeping lake. <laughs> Colette. I gotta wrap it out, but I appreciate yep. your call. You're always the best. Yeah, talk to you later. Bye, bye. All right. Final call of the night. And I want to tell everybody before I take this final call. Egg foo what is AP Mike's podcast. Check it out. 108.9 Jason Gore has a show he does with Doug Dorlock, <laughs> and everybody loves it. Oh, and they good old Doug. Patreon up. The Hawk. There's The Best Show, Patreon, of course. Patreon.com slash The Best Show. And we have bonus stuff going up every Sunday. And our friend Coop. I'm a member of The Best Show. You are. I love it. And Coop, where can people find out about your endeavors and whatnot?
18: Uh, uh, Well, I'm... I mean, social media is such a mess right now. I am art of coop on whatever okay. social media the the multitude that are trying to win over Twitter, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have a big cartel store, which is the art of coop. Well, that's where I was. dot big cartel. Go check com. out
1: the art of coop dot big cartel dot
18: com. <laughs> I hope that's right. I think well, that's right. just
1: poke around. <laughs> Search coop. Artist store, and you'll get there. <laughs> Hello, best show. Hi, uh, this is Andrew from Austin. Andrew from Austin. Where are you calling? How's Austin tonight, my friend?
10: It's hot. It's hot. Hot out. It's, yeah, it's sticky, humid, but I still get outside.
1: Good. I love it. What do you Just got walk. for us? Final call. What do you got? Who Whose fan base are you not a fan of? Andrew,
18: uh, it's an artist from the city that Coop and I live in. Um, oh,
1: don't you say it, it! Don't you say! Don't you say Rocky Erickson?
12: No, it's, uh,
10: it's it He is an esteemed artist whose music I don't even hate. It's uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan. Stevie Ray Vaughan.
2: Um,
1: Seems like somebody's. Looking for a fight? Well, not for me. I ain't gonna fight <laughs> you on that one.
10: It's fighting words. That's the thing.
1: Yeah,
12: uh,
10: I think that
12: the the guitar heads who like that kind of blues rock, I' little annoying, and mm-hmm. to point out that the fandom or even maybe that music, you know, the thing
0: is
1: to. Commit a sacrilege. That fan base, you know who would have hated that fan base? Stevie Ray Vaughan. He would have looked at that fan base and said, I did something wrong here. You know who would have liked it, though? Double Trouble. I'm actually doing a show with Double Trouble. They're backing me up now. Tom Sharpling with Double Trouble. Wouldn't that be cool if I started playing with double trouble? No. Tornado. Yeah. So, so what are they overly reverent about it, and that drives you nuts?
18: I think among so many guitar players, there is such a premium on
0: type of yeah, blues uh, heading. Electric blues,
12: typically Caucasian. Yeah, of is
18: blues lawyers. I call them blues lawyers.
1: Blues lawyers, (laughs) that's amazing. Uh, Andrew, on the way out, you just, you just delivered blues lawyers. Thank you for the call. Amazing. Thank you. Bye-bye. 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 Oh, my goodness. The show's over. Another great episode of The Best Show. I appreciate everybody for being a part of it, and we will be back next week. We got another fun one coming your way. I'll say this. Every one of these podcasts, you don't come within 100 miles of what we do. And this show is only getting better And this is the thing, you know it's only getting better And you're scared Because the best show is all the way back, baby We figured out every single portion of this thing And we're back Everybody, here is the fall Yeah The best show is produced in partnership With the Forever Dog Podcast Network The show is hosted by Tom Sharpling And features John Worcester, Michael Lisk, Jason Gore, and Pat Burke. The show is produced and written by Jason Gore, Pat Byrne, Michael Lisk, Brett Davis, John Worster, and Tom Sharpling. The best show is executive produced by Tom Sharpling, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Co-executive produced by Jason Gore and Pat Byrne, segment producer Michael Lisk. The show is engineered and mastered by Andrew Gleason and Wesley Knapp. Graphic design, video editing, and social media by Brett Davis. Website and technical support by Martine Sellis. And the show is recorded at Forever Dog Studios in Los Angeles. Support the best show on Patreon over at Patreon.com/slash/thebestshow, and follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Best Show for Life. That's Best Show Number Four Life. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.